Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome uh, to the Gaming and Drinking Cast. We're back after a little hiatus. Uh, episode 13. Cheers. Uh, I'm Adam Gogan. I'm here with uh, my buddy Travis Casey. That's me. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, St. Patty's Day is right around the corner. It's about a, about a week and a half away. Um, and I'd like to say that we're definitely going to record another one before then, but I'm not 100%. So I thought I would go ahead and bring the luck of the Irish out today. Uh, I don't have Guinness, but I do have the left-hand milk stout Irish oh, nice. <laughs> They did So there's like four-leaf clovers on the front of the, on the box and then it's green label. So I was like, ooh, that's fun. So is um, their milk stout just their nitro version? Yeah, it's the nitro milk stout, which I've had before. It's pretty good. You got to do a hard pour on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. The oh, audio yeah. list. That probably played just as well for the audio listeners as the video. Did it sound good? It, it did sound good. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. That's pretty. Yeah, that is pretty. Oh, yeah. So I'm nice going to let that. I'm going to let. Yes, yeah, from uh, Moon River in Savannah, which is actually, uh, I believe it's owned by some Irish folks down in Savannah, Georgia. That is a very Irish town. So Sweet. thought I'd bust out my Savannah glass for that. Um, nice. Yeah, so I'm going to let that settle for a second. What are you drinking? So I have D9 Wild Things. Uh, this is the Superstitious Pigeons. It is an ale brewed with peanut butter and raspberries. And this is not, a, spoiler alert, I am a very big peanut butter fan, especially peanut butter and beer. This is not my only peanut butter beer that I'm going to have tonight. So, Dude, that um, one tastes, I've had that one. Um, and it tastes like you're eating a Smucker's Uncrustable Well, that sandwich. is a delicious thing. So I have a, <laughs> the thing about these peanut butter beers is like some of them are like per, like note perfect. They, they really hit the peanut butter. Uh, it goes well with the chocolate, usually a stout or a porter. Uh, but this is an ale and these can be really off, like either too sweet and you all you get is the like like sweetness of the jelly flavor they've added to it. Um, and barely any peanut butter or it just tastes like an ale and like somebody is yelling the word peanut butter from the other room mm -hmm. and that's also a problem well um, no. from what so i let's, yeah let's see what you think there smell it first get a, get a nice whiff you were dead on that tastes just like an uncrustable <laughs> smells, smells like, like it too. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really good. That's a and, weird that's a ooh. weird beer, but I like and it a the, lot. The the raspberry jam on the back end actually tastes like raspberry jam. So usually when you get the that schnozberries like taste like schnozberries. Yeah. Usually when you get the 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 jammy flavors, they they it it builds up on the front end, and that's like the first thing you taste, and it's too sweet. But that that was what there's an Edmonds Oast one that people tend to really like, and I don't think it's good at all. And um, it, because of that, like you just get that like juicy jammy flavor up front and, and the peanut butter kind of barely is there. Um, I don't like that one. This is a lot better to me. Uh, this is a very, very good beer. Okay. I'm excited about that. Yeah. that's And it's also, it's got a little, like, it's almost sour. Um, yeah. It does have a little bit of a soury, um, like, especially the texture of it is kind of soury. So I'm going to try uh, a little, little sip of this. I, I, like I said, I've, I've had one of these before, but it's been a long time, but look at that. Ooh, I love that pour. Look at that head. Black as night. Mm. yep it's a good beer all right nice. i also have another friend that i'm bringing to the party <laughs> what is that oh nice are you gonna do the whole thing right here on air hell yeah that's the way to start a fucking podcast <laughs> 
boom for audio listeners he just crushed ah, it yeah so was that was that Kalua and Jana? no it was just uh bailey's nice ah whoo nice little irish car bomb to start the start the show with all yeah, right welcome to the podcast be- everybody <laughs> It's going to be funny when we do end up recording before next week and you got to do that shit all over again. I'll figure something else. <laughs> I'll drink some kind of like four leaf clover drink. I actually, um, so I was talking to you about this earlier. They've just come out with a Mountain Dew, a hard Mountain Dew. It's like a um, seltzer, right? Like a Mountain Dew seltzer. But I don't think it's a seltzer. I think it's like straight up, like just hard Mountain Dew. It's a malt beverage. Ooh, okay. Um, Sounds pretty good. Yeah, I sent Ben. I remember when they I saw the press release on Twitter and I sent it to Ben and he was like, we got to find this and that we haven't seen it since. So, so I was on a mission today. Um, <clears throat> I was over in Lexington for work. And so I, I stopped by Lowe's Foods in Lexington because I know they have an awesome beer selection. And I also heard on Facebook somewhere that they had it. So I went there and I searched around for like 20 minutes, couldn't find it, asked uh, one of the girls that worked there. She said they don't have it um so then i was like all right i'm gonna call wes over at greens so i called wes uh which greens if um you're not from around here is like one of the biggest liquor stores in south carolina um yeah, it's like a big beverage outlet yeah big beverage outlet and um they're one of my accounts and so i called wes over there and i was like hey man you heard about this mountain dew he was like <laughs> he was like you oh yeah do it's, it's like you, you're trying i was to like you do the do <laughs> yeah you're yeah, trying to track down some street drug <laughs> he was got that do he um he was like man i've been asking about it but the thing is uh it was supposed to be distributed through some big beer distributor but it's actually being distributed by pepsi and pepsi say, it's, it's probably yeah and they probably have to get new licenses for they've got because, to get a liquor license and so yeah. they're waiting so right now it's only distributed in a couple of very small markets um yeah. and we have to wait on that but wes was like as soon as it's available he i'm bringing it in and i was like hell yeah you let me know because i think that would be perfect for this podcast dude they've got oh, yeah they've we'll got both, we'll, uh, when you when you find it we'll both get one so we can we can try them at the yeah. same time and then I'm, I'm, i want to get drunk as hell drinking mountain dew and playing oh God, video you're, games you're gonna feel like garbage the next day i guarantee you all that sugar i want to give some to sean and let him play fucking video games <laughs> sean has some mountain dew oh god he's got some mountain he, 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 he would know immediately because he drinks <laughs> about a liter of it a night so oh, oh man Anyways, um, yeah, so we are here. Um, today is March uh, 8th, 2022. Um, 2022. It's actually my little brother's birthday today. I sent him uh, a happy birthday wish. Good. He, by uh, the way, by the way, that song is way better than it has any fucking right to be. I, it has been in my head all week. And then I played it for... <laughs> A bunch of my friends and it's also in their heads and like we're uh-huh. just what sometimes it's an earworm dude like, yeah it really like it, i am very shocked at, at well how... you know all right i i do give them full credit for the writing for the the voices for everything except that whole all of the instrumentals is actually a machine gun kelly beat uh, it sounds like a machine gun kelly song yeah it's a machine gun uh, kelly beat that i think um by the way, uh, my little brother, Parker, he, the one that's turning 23 today, 
Um, he just wrote a song with his buddy and it's actually um, pretty damn good. And yeah. like all the kids over at USC are listening to it and um, <laughs> he's having a it's good the, time with it. The real, the, the original USC uh, founded in 1801, the university of South Carolina, not SoCal, just in case you guys were wondering. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's, it's, it's called the party, I think. It's called I. Oh, it's called I, I, I don't. I, I, I still don't need you, or I don't. I in parentheses don't need you. That's what. It's yeah, I parentheses don't need you. And, then, mm-hmm. and uh, he originally they were going to call it the party, but I told Parker I was like, you know that I wrote one song in college and it was called the party, right? He was like, yeah, I know. It was an homage. <laughs> I was so like, I was like, now. tell man, kid looks up to me. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's really good. You should check it out. It's called that, I the, parentheses don't need or yeah, I parentheses don't need you. Yeah, um, that, that is a better title than the party for that particular song anyway. Yeah, so yeah, because the, the earworm they, is I I don't need you at this party. So yeah, um, yeah. Parker's Parker's verse is also like ultimate Parker, like unleashed. Like it is just so <laughs> pure. It is like pure Parker. But that's what makes uh, good music is if you're being purely yourself. So I know. And it, yeah, trust me. I, it, it is definitely a reflection of his personality. And I was like, I'm, I first said I couldn't, you know, like when you're first listening to something, you can't really like you're getting to know it. So you don't immediately know who is what part and all that stuff. But as soon as Parker started doing that part, I was like, oh, that's this is Parker's first. I, I got it. Dude, did you see the picture that they <clears throat> that they took? Yeah, they're both wearing these like weird kimonos in front of the stadium. <laughs> like, I think they're dashikis, dude. Oh, are they? I think they're <laughs> either way. So he he after he got done taking that, he comes over to my apartment and he's like, Hey dude, we're about to go take like the the album cover picture for uh for the song. Do you have anything cool I could put in this picture? I was like, I don't know. Um and he, he's like, All right, well, I'm gonna come over. I was like, I might have some stuff. He's like, We're just making it random as hell, so just give me whatever. And so he comes over. And um, I give him my Doom Marine helmet. <laughs> I was like, you can take this and put it on. I don't know what the fuck. And then I've also got like this wooden like pallet. Uh, my parents got a guy, they were at a concert drunk and there was a guy doing paintings on pallet boards um, mm-hmm. and he was really fucking good. And so they got him to paint a Gamecock on, on some pallet wood. And I've got that hung up on the I was like, you can take that too. Since you like go to USC, that'd be cool. Um, so he takes that and the helmet, and then when he, when he shows me the picture, neither of those things are yeah, in not, it. None, none, none of that's in there. It's, it's just, just them sitting there staring at the camera. They were on the Rosewood train bridge. Okay. That's where they were. They were sitting. They like walked into the middle of the bridge and sat on it and took that picture. And then that's got dangerous. the and then got the stadium in the background with, uh-huh. the, with the on that bridge. Yeah, that. Mm. I mean. To be fair, the only time that train is ever going to be used is if it's in the middle of like rush hour when everyone's driving by. So true. If it, if, if there's no one out there, then they're probably fine because the, the train is not going to come by then because it wouldn't bother anybody. You got to get optimal uh, shit time for. The, I was <laughs> I was coming home the other night at like eight o'clock, maybe eight thirty at night, and went down. You know, assembly or uh, Hugie. This is the Columbia turns. traffic minute on the gaming and drinking cast. <laughs> like i swear if you know me you know that i fucking hate these trains in columbia because they only come when you're late for something i think you hate everyone that's on the road in columbia though 
that's probably true <laughs> but especially train it's it's especially bad train wise because like uh, i always imagine that if you're not from columbia and you don't know anything about the city and you come down and you're like oh i'm going to a business meeting or you know i'm leaving my hotel i got to be at this meeting in like 10 minutes and you get stopped by a train because these are not fast you know five minute trains this is you're guaranteed to be sitting there for about 15 they're minutes. big honking lumbering trains yes and they will they will make you late for whatever you are doing and it started when i was in college going to usc no matter what happened i could be i could be like 15 minutes early for class guarantee you that train's going to come and make me late like every single time so that's when it started and it's just gotten worse over the years as i've gotten older because then i have less patience for things uh but I, I was coming home the other night and there's this train and I swear it was one of those where, and I, I know this happens all the time. I'm sure there's a reason for it. I'm not a train person, whatever, but like, it's one of those. You don't know a bunch it, of model trains. I'm not a model train guy. No, that, I know that. So if I could afford it, if I could afford it, <laughs> you have the space for it. Um, I have, so like the trains come in and then it stops and then it reverses and then it goes forward again. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, Why? I just, I just don't. And then like, you know, I, I, I can't, I, I just want to know what people who are not from this town think when they see that shit, like, they're like, this is a major metropolitan city, right? Like why is, I think there's, train... a, there's I think there's gotta be a lumber yard or like a train yard, um, right adjacent to downtown. That's the only excuse I can think of. Must be, but still like, can you imagine like going to like Charlotte and seeing this kind of, cause like the Charlotte trains are like super fast. And Dude, they, they, in Charlotte, like someone seconds. would get out and murder the engineer. <laughs> blow, up the, <laughs> blow up the whole train or something. Fucking GTA online, that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, also, since I did that, um, since I did that car bomb a few minutes ago, I've got another one that I'm about to crack open. This I was going to ask you if you had one in the wings. Yep. I got another Irish one for you. Some uh, Magners cider. Uh, have you ever had Magners? I have. It's really fucking good. Um, yeah. It's like a dry cider, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I was just feeling feeling Irish today, even though I'm not Irish at all. No. Um, you probably, your, your ancestors probably uh, didn't like the Irish, if I had to guess. Well, funny you should say that because- oh boy. I I looked up like my last name on like ancestry mm-hmm. and it says it's French or no not French it says it's Irish which is really weird to me considering yeah. your French um, background I've got a ton of f- people in France um relatives in France and there's also a bunch of gogans in Ireland too that I looked up are they like ogogans no, it's just Gogan. Patio Gogan. Like when I was looking up, <clears throat> when I was looking up my cousin Rachel Gogan to add her on Facebook, another Rachel Gogan popped up, and it's this girl in Ireland. I was like, Does okay. she have red hair? But none of you, no. you guys. I mean, you're not really fair featured. You don't have like light colored hair or anything. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> nothing mm. Irish about any. I look. I'm a. I'm a like a greasy French dude. That's what I am. Yeah. Through yeah. and through. And 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 your brother is too. Hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know what Parker is though. Parker's just kind of a dude. He didn't really he doesn't really fit the mold of any kind of like <laughs> Irish or he's or... dude. He apparently has some like deep-seated resentment towards me. He says that I used to tell him he was adopted. <laughs> I, like he gets drunk and he's like, dude, you used to tell me that I was adopted, man. Like, what the fuck? 
And I'm like, I never told you you I never told you you were adopted. And then you look over and you're like, I'm, I might have, I might have said that. I didn't. Twice. I know. I know. I didn't. I then where's he? <laughs> <laughs> you probably were like a dumb kid and you just like something you don't even remember doing. And it like scarred him for life. That the only time he thinks about it is when he's like super drunk. He's, Dude, like he's always up. bringing up some stuff like, yo, you remember that time that like you turned all the lights off and scared the shit out of me doing this. I'm like, no, I don't remember, no, that, I don't at remember that at all. That was like, <laughs> he's, a- like, he's like, well, it was a formative moment for me. <laughs> I see. That's, that explains a lot about Parker's personality and the way that he is. The, if, if, if any of that stuff is true. Right. Anyways, so, uh, yeah. So I, I think we should. Uh, I think I think we should go ahead and, and talk about the elephant in the room, uh, or at least mention it, and then um, talk about what we've been playing. The elephant in the room is, you know, Travis has been playing the shit out of Elden Ring, just like everybody on fucking planet Earth. Uh-huh. Um, I started it and I will actually, whenever we start talking about Elden Ring, I'll tell you about my funny hiccups that I had mm-hmm. with that. Um, it's been a week for mistake, like little mistakes like that for both of us. I feel like, like mm-hmm. when we get to your story, but yeah, um, like Travis just broke a beer glass. Just, was it just was broke that- a beer glass? I got the wrong light bulbs at uh, Target <laughs> for a, it was like a regular wattage, um, a regular light bulb like lamp and i got these like itty bitty tiny christmas tree uh socketed <laughs> type things which were like sold with everything else like i didn't even look i was just like oh this looks cool hd lighting like i'm sure that's just a buzzword but and then i looked at it and i was like oh those that's like actual that like the three prong ones it's like no it's just see how skinny oh, the yeah 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 and that's like the actual size of it like who that's has a for, socket that's for that's for like outdoor lamps i think no, this is in, it says indoor lighting because um, oh. it's got like all these little bed. It's like bedroom and and whole, it says whole home actually. Um, but That's weird. I I think it's for like uh, like those light strips that you can get that have like multiple things on them and they go all the way down. Like oh yeah, like a chandelier kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not really sure why I didn't think about it, but I just like was you know walking by i was like i need i need new lighting for the uh for the podcast and uh that's why my lighting looks a little different um if you guys like it let me know and maybe i'll try to make this look similar because the one that i bought i'm gonna buy the same thing but just for the the right size because it's uh dimmable so i can actually make it a softer lighting if if this is cool um, do you have a dimmer so switch on your light it's it's one of the chop chop like the tick tick the uh, okay yeah um so we'll see how that goes but uh yeah anyway so been Word. playing Elden Ring um but I think you want to start with uh yeah I figure playing? I figure we'll uh I figure we'll dive that's going to be probably the the meat and potatoes of this podcast but yeah, um, we'll do that in the, the second half I I did start Elden Ring um but one of my best friends doesn't play a lot of video games and one that he has he recently got a PS5 which pisses me off to no end fuck you mac if you're listening to this <laughs> for having guy, a ps5 the guy, before the guy that the guy that doesn't play a lot of video games got his yeah. ps5 yeah yeah yeah. yeah um so on on the last episode or maybe it was a couple episodes ago i remember talking telling people about um how i have a buddy of mine who enjoys uh buying ps5s and and selling them at cost to friends um Mac was the guy that bought it from him at cost last time, like right before nice. I was able to jump on it. 
Um, So Matt got a PS5 and one of the games he's playing, I think it's part of the PS4 collection on PS5 is Ghost of Tsushima. Is that in in the PS? No. Okay. Uh, It was a a PS Plus free game though, right? No. No, Legends was. Legends was this month, just this month. I think Uh, he he, he got it on sale or something, Um, but he's been playing Ghost of Tsushima for a few weeks and um i started ghost of tsushima like when it first came out um and then fell off of it for something else something else came out i can't remember what it was uh, but i started it got through act one and then dropped off and uh mac was telling me mac and my other buddy rob the one that actually does the buying and selling of the ps5s he is also playing ghost of tsushima and they're like yo you need to get back into ghost of tsushima we need to get into legends modes to get it. Legends mode together. 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 <laughs> um, gotta roll up on some people, you know. Gotta roll up on the ghosts and the sushimas, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, so he, I restarted Ghost of Tsushima, and man, it's a fun game. Like there, I've got some really, I've got some strong critiques of it, uh, but I do think overall, uh, it's it's a really good game i wouldn't say it's a great game but i'm i'm really enjoying it i like it better than i haven't liked most of the recent assassin's creed games that was going to be my question are you a are you an assassin's creed the new the revamped assassin's creed i've tried i tried origins um i tried Mm -hmm. odyssey Mm -hmm. uh i didn't try the viking one yeah, Valhalla. I didn't do Valhalla because I was like, man, I've already tried Odyssey, tried Origins. I didn't enjoy them. I'm not going to spend another 60 bucks on Valhalla. Uh, but Ghost came out and um, I'm really I'm really digging it. It, it kind of it takes it back to that. It's more of a old school style Assassin's Creed type of game. Um, whereas, I, think I remember hearing that. Yeah. So like the the enemies really they telegraph the shit out of like attacks that you need to either dodge or parry, mm-hmm. um, which I really dude you feel like such a badass like I I've gone so I am honestly I'm probably about thirty hours in right now, um, and I have just gotten through Act One, um, which is a lot, mm-hmm. but I am also doing every single side mission that pops up uh, and going to every so like. If you don't know anything about Ghost of Tsushima, there's no um, like mini map. Uh, there's no HUD really until you start pulling out weapons, and it'll just tell you like how many smoke bombs you have or how many arrows you have. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there's really no HUD. There's no like compass. There's no uh, like guide, like route guidance. The way they guide you along in that game is, and this is really neat. And I kind of wish other games would adopt this or something mm-hmm. similar. Um, because it's in feudal Japan and it's like, you know, back then it, everything was like very, you know, one with nature and, and very down to earth, literally. Um, so instead of having any kind of mini map, like you swipe up on the touchpad on your controller and like, it's called the guiding wind. and It'll just like <clears throat> all of a sudden, like a strong breeze will blow and it, whatever way that wind is going, that's where your next objective is. And um, that's kind of neat. I really think that's awesome. And the, the way that they kind of string you along in that game using wind and uh, particle effects is really neat. Um, 
this is a thing I've been thinking about a lot, um, especially with Elden Ring, but with Cyberpunk playing games like that, uh, the a lot of times I feel like in an open world game, I'm not looking at the screen and what I'm doing. I'm looking in the top corner at the mini map and like just watching my little dog goes like, why am I even playing this beautiful 3D rendered game if I'm not even looking at it and I'm just chasing like points on a map? So mm-hmm. I really like whenever they come up with like interesting solutions to that problem. I'm always a big fan of that. I think it works so much better than just like, you know, watching the corner of the screen and just going in that direction and, and, and you know, following yeah. a, a preset path or whatever. Yeah. And like they are preset paths. Um, like, don't don't get me wrong there. It is a path that it takes you along, but you're not having to look in the corner of your screen for it. It's, it's yeah, projected. I mean. It's projected yeah. on the whole screen. Um, and it's in like a really cool way that they do it that seems very conducive for like the environment and the story they're trying to tell and also uh, that photo mode that i see people taking pictures of all oh i've seen i know i've sent you a bunch of pictures already yeah, i said i've sent a bunch of like yeah that photo mode's the shit uh, yeah. except except jen's eyes in that like jen is the main character jen sakai and um mm-hmm. his eyes dude are so uncanny valley dead mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's just he looks always like just emotionless like this yeah and i so think that's, that's really like weird the, the the closer they get to rendering like a real life face the harder it is to get the life of the eyes right you know mm-hmm. i think horizon does a pretty good job of that but a lot of games just they cannot get the eyes right like it's just that yeah. is what the uncanny on the uncanny valley is you know mm-hmm. um so there there's a lot of icons on the map itself um and they pop up Every time you do something, like two more things pop up. Uh, It's literally taken me 30 hours. Like I finished act one as far as like story missions go after probably about 25 hours. And Mm -hmm. then that's with me. I'm mopping it up. That's with me. Like during that time, I was also doing every side mission that popped up. But then like after you finish that final main mission in act one, 10 more side missions that are also in the act one zone pop up. (laughs) So like, I still have to run around and do those um, before I move on because that's just how I want to do it. Um, Mm. Apparently I'm about to get some badass armor. And that's one thing that's also really cool about this game is all the different armor sets. They all have their own, um, own buffs. And uh, one thing I do wish is that like, I can't remember which game did this. Spider-Man. Yes, Spider-Man. Um, you could equip whatever buff to whatever suit you wanted in yeah. Spider-Man. Once you unlock the suit, you got the buff. Yeah, and I really wish they'd do that in this because there are a ton of different outfits. They all look extremely different. Like there is yeah. a straight up samurai suit with like a helmet with horns on it and shoulder pads that are two feet tall. Um, and then there's the Ronin attire that's basically just a kimono um and every and everything in between um but while i found myself while i'm running around playing this game um i'll literally be in the middle of a combat situation and pause the game switch outfits to to whatever i think would suit that situation better and then it changes the whole look and feel of how i'm playing the game um and i wish it would be a little more seamless with that as far as like being able to just equip and, and unequip buffs onto the current suit i'm wearing yeah um but like it's really doing a good job of uh so 
my girlfriend Katie was out of town for five days and I literally spent every night playing this game and it was just there's something in my brain that clicks about like ticking boxes and and just moving slowly forward through something it is very satisfying Mm -hmm. um it's like one of those like uber satisfying pressure washing videos except in game form and uh yeah takes takes 30 hours (laughs) it's a a checklist game that is done very well and you Mm -hmm. get you get the satisfaction of checking those boxes off in a Mm -hmm. fun way and, and that's you know that's a good time yeah and um but the thing is i'm through act one and I've almost unlocked every single abil- ability in that game already I because that, because that I've being... done uh, all the side quests that happened so far. So now I've only got like four, like there's probably 30 abilities starting out and I've already unlocked all but four or five of them. I remember that uh, being a criticism of the game when it first came out, uh, people talking about how they did everything in act one and then like, by midpoint act two they've already gotten there's nothing to be working towards because they've already gotten everything you know Mm -hmm. there's new weapons and new armor and stuff but like you know the 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 brunt of abilities has already been gotten for you at that point and Mm -hmm. it seems like maybe they should have a a slower cadence to that stuff and this is the kind of stuff that they'll fix in a sequel which we know will definitely be yeah and Um, honestly once once i do unlock everything and there's there's also there's lots of different um materials that you need to upgrade your equipment like your swords and your your sword your dagger your arrows all the ninja shit um there's every single one of these different uh items has a different material that you have to farm to level mm -hmm. it up um and so that i think will take a while and that's also um as far as the guiding wind goes that like takes you through the world like it's kind of cool that like when you're riding on your horse through the through like a field you're also because you're not having to look up in the corner for a mini map you you can take your eyes and scan the whole environment looking for these materials to farm and you're doing Mm. it in this really beautiful vista and so like Mm. that's that's part of the fun too is farming these materials yeah um for sure and that's something that I will continue to do probably till the end of the game. Um, I, unless, I mean, I have leveled up a lot of those weapons and stuff already to full capacity, but um, I'm hoping that I won't have them all leveled up or that they'll give me some kind of new equipment to use before I get to the end, but I don't know. Yeah. No, um, I wonder, I wonder how um, engaging, cause there's, I think there's three acts. Um, yeah. And so, if I get, yeah, there's like, so you start on the south end of Tsushima Island and then like you, spoilers, you uh, have to, yeah, spoilers for Ghost of Tsushima. If you haven't played Ghost of Tsushima yet, then sorry. But uh, you have to rescue his uncle who was captured by the Mongols. Um, and then once you do that, your uncle's castle is actually in the center part of the island. So then you have to, you're going with your uncle to go try to get his castle back. And then I don't know what happens after that. Yeah. Um, so you start on the south end and you work your way north. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm guessing there's going to be three acts in here. How's the story? Are you are you liking it, or is it just kind yeah, of? Yeah, like- yeah, I am. Um, I kind of get lost in the side missions though because there's so many, mm-hmm. which kind of takes you out of it. Like I really wish yeah. they. What I think they should have done is pared back the side missions some. Yeah. Um, you gotta you gotta give people that that 
you know, 80 hour experience as opposed to like a really focused 30, which I think is a big, that's a big bloat is like a big problem with, with a lot of AAA games these days. Mm-hmm. And, so um, I think if they would have paired back because the, the mainline story and even like the side quests, like the uh, character, cause there's a lot of side characters that like you're using to like, you had to go yeah. recruit like uh, three or four people to go help get your uncle out. And each of those three or four people have character missions for them that it's you're like going the character missions from mass effect you, you, they're actual like story missions that that's it, that funnel into the they give you yeah the they give you information about them and their motivations and stuff like that and yeah. uh that those are cool um it's all the other side fluff that kind of comes along like you know hey there's uh there's uh and in Canada. there's 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 mongols that stole my rice you got to go get yeah. my rice back like yeah. stuff like stuff like that there's a ton of that yeah. um which they could definitely pair back on like give and and the way that i see it i'm like man i'm jin sakai i'm lord of the whatever part of sushima um i'm the last samurai left between me and my uncle yet i'm over here trying to get this guy his rice back instead yeah. of going to like kill uh the bad the bad guy <laughs> yeah coats and con it's um, it's the same it's the same problem speaking of that mass effect it's the same problem that you run into a mass effect where you're like you know the galaxy is about to end there's reapers coming blah 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 and then you know you're like well i need to go down to this corporation and steal this guy's files for this girl who ran away and joined another yeah. corporation and it's like i, I, I got mean, time I get <laughs> I, I get why they do it, but, and, and my brain, the way my brain works is like, well, I got to do that. It's right here. You know, it, it's on mm-hmm. the map. I got to do it. But then like the story, you just, and then you, you do lose the thread on the story missions and stuff. You're like, wait, what was I doing again? Like, I can't remember like what I did yeah. before, you know, the, yeah, yeah it's like to go find these files, you know? And like, yeah. And like in the, in like the character quest, it'll be like, I need you, like, you have to meet me tonight at, yeah at this yeah. encampment <laughs> to rescue my brother. Or they're going to kill him. And, and then 60 it's like, hours cool. later, <laughs> I'll do that yeah. when I get around. Whenever to I it. get around to it, yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time in these like big open world. Like yeah. si- I've been playing Cyberpunk since they released the 1.5 patch, and she's like, "Do you want to ride with me over to the mission right now, or do you just want to meet me there?" It's like, "Well, I'm just going to meet you there because I'm definitely not going to like just keep doing this one mission." And then it's like <laughs> 20 hours later, she's just sitting in the van outside of that place waiting on me the entire time and i can just keep i can drive right by her or i can choose to go and engage she's been in, in sitting there mission. waiting the whole time She's sitting there waiting and it's like that that just that kind of like pulls you out of the story and mm-hmm. pulls you out of the world a little bit um i don't know the solution to that uh other than doing like what elden ring does which is like don't give you any direction whatsoever um or you know just like just lower down the ratio of like side missions a fluff um, Cause dude, there will literally like this map, like just gets so flooded with icons. That's um, that's the Assassin's Creed fucking. And like I ain't problem. mad at it because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Like every time I have to go and fuck up like twenty Mongols in an in an encampment, I'm having a good time. I, doing I'm it. enjoying it. Like yeah. um, and there's a and you can choose how you want to do it. That's another thing that's really cool is you can either go in there super sneaky and um, like use your bells and firecrackers and shit to like play it stealth. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my favorite things though, is like when I'm trying to play it stealth and then it goes to shit 
and I just have to bust out the sword and like just slice some motherfuckers down. Um, And the way they do the way they do the sword combat, and this is pretty cool too, because there's all sorts of different uh, enemies. There's like guys with spears, guys with swords. Um, There's big lumbering guys um, and guys with shields. And so when you start out the game, um, you only have one stance. They call them stances. So you've got like moon stance and wind stance and stone stance and water stance. Each one of those stances um, does more damage to a specific enemy type. So like in the middle of battle, you'll have like a sword guy, a shield guy, and a big guy all coming at you. And you have to switch stances. And you do that by pressing R2 and then one of the face buttons to switch stances. So like you'll like go like fuck up a sword guy real quick then have to switch stances parry and then kill the other guy and like it may it's really good at making you feel like an uber badass uh doing these sword fights uh um, you remember that um when mortal Kombat tried to do that like it had the different stances oh yeah like, i hated that i hated I it so I bad i hated it so much like uh, oh that, you want me to learn two move sets for yeah, everybody like three move what? sets i think yeah. it was in the end like i nah it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel as bad because Neo, the Neo games, I don't think you played those, but the Neo games have the say it has the high, medium and low stance stuff, which are super interesting. But I also. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That seemed pretty cool. The Neo version of that seemed pretty cool. I, I just stuck with I ended up sticking with one stance. I don't think I ever got deep enough to like. Did you beat Neo? To figure out, uh, not the second one. I think I beat the first one, but I definitely did not beat the second one. The second one was really, really hard. OK, um, it's doing some cool shit, but. I, I remember i don't remember who said this i think it might have been like uh Timur hussein or someone like that they were like a, a good a, a, a good dark souls clone is still nowhere near the the war the least from software game of that type you know it's like the best the best neo game is never even going to come close to the worst dark souls game uh which i think is is absolutely true there's just some kind of magic in those things but the high low stance stuff I think can be interesting, but sometimes it's like you said, I don't want to learn three move sets. But if it's like, if it if it if it's like okay, the triangle system from like Fire Emblem, if it's like oh axes, if this guy's got a shield, I need my axe. If this guy's got a a sword, it's exactly what it is. And and okay, Ghost. that that's yeah. way more interesting to me than like three different move sets with different weapons. You it's know? literally rock paper scissors, and if you're not doing it right. The game is kind of handholdy when it comes to like tutorializing you. Um, like mm-hmm. if you're not doing, there's a very specific way that it wants you to sword battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're not doing it right, like if you are attacking a spear guy with the shield stance um, yeah. instead of the spear stance, like it, cause it really like whenever you do a heavy attack spear stance versus spear, it only takes like two hits to stun them. Um, but if you're using any other stance to try to stun this spear guy, it's it's going to take you ten hits, and it's mm-hmm. and you're going to get uh, sm- swarmed by other people while you're trying to do that. Swarmed. So if, if you're trying to attack that guy with the wrong stance, like a straight up like thing will pop up in the middle of the screen that'll be like switch to the switch correct to, stance. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm like, well, what if I just want to have a challenging battle? Like, what if I want to like try to use the fucking shield stance against the spear guy? The game's like, no, you're not no, doing that. No, you ain't doing it, doing it, son. They'll parry. <laughs> they'll parry your shit if uh, you, if you're using the wrong stance. Very nice. Uh, yeah, but 
I am enjoying that game. Like I said, I've put probably about 30 to 35 hours into it at this point and just mm-hmm. finished act one. If I get to the point where I've maxed everything out, I'm just going to mainline it. Like, there you go. It, yeah. cause that's all I'm trying to do is, is max everything out and just feel like a total badass before I go into legends mode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You so, know that, you know, that legends though, is not, yeah, it's not connected. You, yeah. Oh, I'm super excited about it. You but, create a new character for Legends mode. I know, and I'm super stoked for that, and I can't wait to report back on that. Um, yeah, that would be fun. We can all play because it's a free PS Plus game now. So yeah, but I'm really, I, I am enjoying these. The overarching story is really good. Um, there's a lot of conflicting ideals that he's dealing with, and um, yeah, that stuff seems interesting. interesting to me. Is like the story stuff with him and his uncle and all the other. Yeah, stuff there's a lot of there's a lot of interest, and like even the side characters, they all have really good stories. Like Yuna, this archer chick, um, or no, she's she's ba- she's a thief, and um, mm-hmm. that's who you first. That's like who you first ally with, um, and you know, Samurai Code. You're not supposed to align yourself with a fucking thief for sure. Mm-hmm. um so like that's the start of it that's the like boom here we go here's his conflict uh right. because if he tried to use the samurai way then you know everybody'd be fucking dead so it's like either change your moral code or die and right. um so it's really really it's a really good overarching story it's a beautiful game the characters are beautifully rendered lots of really cool fighting animations overall i would give it probably an eight like out of ten Nice. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that's Ghost of Tsushima. Um, we still have a lot to talk about with Elden Ring. Um, mm. And I think we should go grab another beer because I'm running real low and then come back and talk some Elden Ring. What do you think? That sounds good. All right. We will be right back, everybody, with more booze and games. Cheers, everybody. Welcome back to episode 13 of the Gaming and Drinking Cast. Uh, I see Travis over there with his, is that a Terrapin there you got? It is. It's a, it's the special 2021 reserve Terrapin of the chocolate peanut butter pretzel muhu. I've had that one. It's pretty fucking good. I love their muhus. I've never had the peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter <laughs> pretzel one um so I'm that five times fast how now brown cow how now how now brown cow. um this is a let's see it's, it's, an, it's an imperial isn't it yes it's 8.5 percent uh it's a it's a ale it says i thought it was a stout but apparently it's an ale okay um it looks like at least a, a stout you know like, i think it is i think it is a stout it says ale with natural and artificial flavors. I think a stout is an ale. I mean, all yes, yeah, technically, but usually yeah. they they put yeah, it's, it's called a, the peanut butter muhu stout or some shit. Usually, um, yeah. Um, maybe the reserve is maybe this chocolate peanut butter pretzel version is a little different, a little lighter than a stout. Um, if I had to imagine it, it might be closer to a brown ale than a um than a stout, but it's been like, a couple of years since I've had that one, but that's a that's a fucking good beer. Yeah. What do you got? So I have uh, Holy City Disco Saurus. 
I thought I drank them all, but I had one left. <laughs> um, <laughs> your session, your session IPA. Yeah. So this one, uh, Holy City, they're out of uh, North Charleston, South Carolina. Um, oh, yeah, this, the, Terrapin's out of Athens, Georgia, by yeah. the way. So yeah, Terrapin's huge. There, I think Terrapin's all over, at least all over the southeast, not all over the country. Yeah. Um, but Holy City's pretty small. I don't think they distribute that far outside of South Carolina. Um, and this is one of the beers that I sell. Um, it's pretty damn good though. It's a double IPA, um, nice and uh, full-bodied. Got a little bit of a haze to it. Um, but I was drinking this. I was drinking this. I had, I think, three one night and then two another night because I didn't know that it was a double IPA because I'm an idiot and I didn't look at the can. I just saw Discosaurus and was like, I want that dinosaur beer. Yeah, and so funny. it's a double IPA, 10.5%. Um, this one, here's, here's the can. It says, Discosaurus is a big and beautiful double IPA built on the backbone of Amarillo, Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and warrior hops balanced with a multi body and a clean finish. This beer is sure to get you off of your feet and onto the dance floor. Step to the music and crack a can of Disco Saurus. You'll thank us later. Um, so I think the reason that I didn't realize it was a double IPA is because it is a very balanced double IPA, which usually you don't get that. Yeah, you um, usually get like the real malty flavor in there that mm-hmm. can can really that high apv stuff that is that is very for a dipa that is very balanced um so i was i was definitely drunk the other night when i didn't realize you like that one doesn't that one have some good salt in it yeah it's very salt it's got a like a toasted cracker with peanut butter taste to it yeah hell yeah very yummy yeah it's very good i saw a video the other day of a guy um It was like, it was some chick was videotaping her husband. It was like, my husband's a genius. And the reason she said he's a genius is because he's laying on the couch. Oh, I saw that. (laughs) Lazy as hell with a knife and peanut butter. Yeah. Sticks the knife in the peanut butter, slaps a cracker on it, sticks the cracker to it, slaps a cracker to the other side with more peanut butter, and then just jams the whole thing in his mouth. I'm like the opposite of that. I'm like spreading very, very evenly on the cracker and then put the other cracker on top and then I eat it like you know, oh, I don't I make want, a sandwich. I just do I do open face peanut butter crackers. Oh no, you gotta make a sandwich, dog. You gotta get both There's too many crumbs. I get messy with that shit. You gotta put it all in your mouth at once. Oh, oh no, hell no. Yeah, dog. Yeah. Trust, oh, you eat multiple bites. <laughs> Slow and steady. Uh, um, on so, another note. Um, on another note, one last thing, and then we will jump into the Elden Ring. Um, so Katie, uh, last week went to go wedding dress shopping with her future sister-in-law, mm-hmm. um, in Tennessee. She got back yesterday and we decided to play some beer pong, um, last night. And we have a running tally going of our score. And before last night, you know, we had just started doing it the last time we started playing beer pong and I was up three to nothing. Mm-hmm. Now I am, or now I was up. Yeah. Three to nothing. Now I'm down five to four. Uh, she beat the dog shit out of me last night. And because pong. you were drinking three, uh, three disco biscuits. Disco Saurus. Yeah. Maybe I also, yeah, I was drinking like 
three or four different kinds of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, I'm going to switch from the IPA to the cider to the liquor drink. Um, You know, just the daily routine. (laughs) But but we've we've decided we've started a, a bet. So we first one to 30. The other person has to buy them something. She has chosen a Nespresso, which I think is about 200 bucks. Um, and I, she's like, as long as you keep it around 200, like pick whatever you want. I don't know what to tell her to buy me if I win though. PS5. <laughs> yes. $200 <laughs> PS5. Hold on. I got to let Shadow in his kennel. You want to get in the kennel, bud? um (laughs) so i i was hoping i could come to you with uh some thoughts about something that's around 200 dollars that i could get her to buy me um parker said millennium falcon lego set and i was like i don't (laughs) that would be pretty cool it would be cool but i'm i don't have the space to display that well that's the thing anything that's about 200 dollars is like where where are you gonna put it you know yeah that's 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 the hard part maybe um i could find like a wii on facebook yeah. marketplace i was gonna say like an old retro console but you've already got the ones that, well maybe a 64 since that one that you bought didn't turn out so great maybe yeah. you can get a, just get one on ebay they're probably about 120 130 bucks um that's the one either yeah. either an n64 or maybe a snes actually no n64 or playstation one of the two Play, playstation should be less than that they're, they're more common um you can yeah, find one for fully functioning in 64 would be cool i'd be very happy with that um, i have a ps2 slim right behind me that nice. i use for my ps1 and ps2 games hell yeah i got i'm gonna i'm gonna flash the bios i need to figure out how to do that because i want to i want to emulate ps2 games on the pc because you can like upscale the shit out of them now and you got it. You have it's not just like buying you, it, unlike every literally every other emulator on the planet. This one, you have to flash the BIOS from your own PS2. You can't just like download a BIOS from the Internet. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't looked super hard into it, but I was reading about it the other day because I want to put like when the scene deck comes, I want to have the retro arch, you know, like ready to roll. Um, so I'm going to figure out how to do that. But it, it, it seems really cool. I really want to play Silent Hill 2 again and play it uh, on your ps2 it's very hard to find silent hill 2 mm, okay in the in the box yeah i've owned okay. silent hill 2 before so um okay i just can't i just can't find my copy of it you know what i'm saying yeah is that mass effect andromeda going on behind you yeah okay cool what, what just... a dis- what a disappointing game I haven't played it. I, dude, I still haven't finished Mass Effect Two yet. Oh god, you gotta finish Mass Effect Two. One of the greatest games of all time. There's just so much. There's so much mm. other shit. Um. Anyways, like, so, like, yeah, yeah. So let's get right into it, dude. So, Elden Ring. Yeah. Best game of all time. <laughs> I'm not ready to <laughs> declare that yet. Uh, Elden well, if Ring. You, if is... you look at the reviews, then fucking Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like the internet's going nuts over this game. Uh, Elden Ring is the new From Software game. It is uh, the guys who made Dark Souls and Bloodborne, uh, some of my favorite games ever. If you like those games, you will probably like this game. If you do not like those games, 
you might like this game. Uh, it's not going to be as off-putting, I think, in general as some of those other games. Mm-hmm. It is also probably not going to change your mind about Dark Souls in general because you are still playing Dark Souls combat, Dark Souls movement, Dark Souls like uh, you know weird deaths out of cheap deaths out of nowhere, uh, stuff like that. Like it is very much still that game. But the open world nature of it makes it so that if you get stuck somewhere, you can just go somewhere else and go do some other shit. Um, there was a period where I like everyone, if you've ever, if you know any discussion about this game, you know that Margaret is like the boss that people bottleneck on. That's the, that's like the first real test in this game. And I couldn't beat him at first. So I went uh, down south, did all that stuff. And then I went towards the north because I saw something cool and I was like, I want to go see what's over here. And I found this tower and rode this elevator and rode this elevator and rode this elevator. And it went down. I mean, I'm talking, this is a probably a minute and a half long elevator. <laughs> it, you go down so far. <coughs> and then, spoilers for Elden Ring, you're in a different, like, you're underground, but the sky is full of stars. It is about the same, from what I, you can't really tell on the map, but it looks about the same size as the overworld map, which is gigantic and it's underground. That's crazy. Um, so it's like a, it's like literally a layer of, that's just as big as the open world. I don't know if it's just as big and I doubt it has like the same like legacy dungeons. Legacy dungeons are what they're calling like the, um, like the bespoke Dark Souls, like area, like the castles. Is there um, a separate like map for it? Like whenever you open up your map? Yes. So, well, it's not a separate map. It's like uh, you, you layer up, up and down. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you go hot, level one, level two, um, and uh, it does change. And you, you find, just like you find map pieces of the open world in the open world, you find map pieces of the underground in the underground too. And so it changes your map and all that other stuff. Uh, that's awesome. It, it, it is the God, biggest I can't game. wait to dive into this game. I cannot wait to dive into this game. Ugh. Um. It's, it's the biggest game that I've ever played. It, it, it is bigger than Skyrim. It is bigger than uh, the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, it, Breath of the Wild? Bigger, way bigger than Breath of the Wild. I think Breath of the Wild uh, had a lot going on um, as far as like, it, it, Breath of the Wild was bigger than it seems at first, but it's also pretty contained. Like you can get across the map pretty quickly i don't think you would be able to get across this map like i mean kind it of, like, takes you way. it's if you're not if you're not fast traveling it takes you quite a minute to get from point like from south to north on the yeah, wild map it is, it is pretty big it's um, bigger than skyrim it's way bigger than skyrim yeah i don't know i think the difference between breath of the wild is that it's not as like the, the so like each each legacy dungeon in this game is basically a like a third of a regular Dark Souls game is what it seems or like a fourth maybe a little bit. That's you know, crazy. It it really it's like it, the the castle the first castle Margaret's castle you go to or Storm Stormville Castle is what it's called. You just have to beat Margaret to get into that dungeon, and that dungeon is so big you like have no idea how big it is when you first get there because it's layers of different things and, and then you they added jumping to this game which is crazy if you're a longtime Dark Souls person. And that jumping leads you to on rooftops and uh, going down like different alleyways and stuff that you Question. normally wouldn't be Are able to Are there jump attacks in this game? Yes. Oh, yeah. And I was reading something the other day that said your your iframes, which are invincibility frames, and your jump is more than your dodge. 
So instead of dodging, <laughs> people are like, like, you should what? just be jumping. Is yeah, that, I don't... That's... But you're but also I... not moving out of the way when you're jumping. Well, but it technically wouldn't matter because you're the sword or swipe or whatever. Yeah, it's going to go, go right through, through you. you. But, uh, you know, with a dodge roll, if you don't time the iframes right, you still have a chance of getting the complete out of the way of whatever attack is coming at well, you. It, it with depends. a jump, you're, you are sitting there. If you fuck up those iframes, you're going to get walloped in the fucking well, head. It kind of depends. So, like, think about, <laughs> and I've noticed this about the game, where bosses especially have, like, what seems to be a full-grown, like, spin attack. So, like, what you think would normally dodge, they actually just keep going and come back around to where your, your dodge would end. Mm-hmm. But if you think about how, like, Bloodborne worked, Bloodborne didn't have a dodge. It had a dash that mm-hmm. if you were locked on, instead of rolling, you would dash forward, dash sideways. And uh, I think that's how the jump is supposed to work, is more of a dash than than that. So, like, if you think about how if a sword guy was swinging around in a big circle, instead of you dodging to the side, you would jump forward, and that would make him, you would actually go inside of his attack as opposed to being on the outside where his sword's going to continue to swing. Uh, just little tactical things like that they've changed the combat is very much still dark souls it's way more dark souls than bloodborne but uh i think it's it's definitely uh hitting uh more forgivable things with the iframes for instance seem a little more uh forgiving than dark souls and also there is a straight up uh like a a shield i don't even remember what they call it but basically you block a shield attack and then you hit r2 and it immediately follows up with like a a visceral attack oh yeah i love that dude that's one of the coolest like feelings like you feel like Mm -hmm. such a badass when you pull that off and And it's it's not that hard yeah it's not that hard to pull off it's not like pulling off a parry or anything yeah so i actually um did start this game Mm -hmm. and um oh god we haven't even talked about my whole pc situation oh yeah can we can we do an aside real quick yeah we'll take a little we'll take a little aside because it leads up to what you're Elden Ring discussion. Uh, So the reason we haven't done a show in a while um, is my PC that I got that I was so excited about when I first got it. um, It just totally tanked on me um, out of nowhere. I was actually because you know I've never had a PC before. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try some World of Warcraft. Just get into some like old school. mmorpg Mm -hmm. just fucking Mm -hmm. just go do some shit so i'm I'm Mm -hmm. playing world of warcraft i'm not even in a like raid or anything i'm literally just running from town to town across a fucking open field world of warcraft not really pushing my 3060 ti i don't think (laughs) no (laughs) shouldn't be at least so out of nowhere my computer just turns off just completely fucking tanks and um, then for a couple days, I, it would not, I pressed the power button, the fans spin up for about a half a second, a little red light on the motherboard that says CPU flashes mm-hmm. red, and then it turns off. It's one of the worst um, feelings that a man can have, or a person can have is pushing that button on your computer and having not the startup that is supposed to happen occur. It's yeah. Just a so terrible, terrible feeling. So I call the guy that built it um, and he suggests unplugging everything from the motherboard and plugging it back in. So I, I learned a lot about my PC that night. I spent probably three hours like 
taking all the guts out, putting it all back together and mm-hmm. um, nothing. And so I finally was like, I'm going to take it to um, a professional. And I took it to uh, a little mom and pops PC repair place around here. And um, after running a bunch of tests, they found that it was not the motherboard, which they thought it was at first. It was actually my CPU itself. Um, so I had to get a new CPU. Um, and that's not cheap. That's not yeah, cheap at all. Most expensive parts of the PC. Cause you had like an i7 in there, right? Yeah. And so, so that's, he, that's um, and the thing is he was, so Caleb, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, dude, but I've tried to reach out to you and you haven't said anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, basically whatever this dude put it together for me, um, he installed the motherboard incorrectly and uh, it's shorted. And usually that just shorts the motherboard, but instead it shorted my CPU. Um, and I still like, so basically when he tightened down the motherboard with the screws, like it, he, you're supposed to hold the nut on the back and screw it in on the front. And he didn't hold that nut on the back. So whenever he was trying to screw it in, that nut was just spinning on my motherboard and it caused some damage to the solder um on the motherboard itself and so the guy said that's what he thinks probably calls it also it was installed onto a standoff that it shouldn't have been there um which i don't know i'm kind of getting into the weeds but basically a standoff if it's installed incorrectly will short out the whole thing Mm -hmm. um so that there was a standoff that it shouldn't have been installed on that it was installed on and um so yeah, that cost me about, I want to say it was like 600 bucks. Oof. And it took like over a month to get it figured out and get it all, like get the parts in and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that happened. And then I was like, so I got it back. I think like the day I think before, you got it Thursday, that Thursday that Elden Ring came out. Yeah, the day before or the day of that Elden Ring came out because I was like, I have to have it back for Elden Ring. Um, and then I get it back and I get it back to my house and I get it all hooked up and um, Elden Ring just, I, I go into the create a character, like I start a game, I go into create a character um, and even in the create a character menu every it's running at like eight frames a second like it is just and it just looks like dog shit and you and, got a 3060 ti right so yeah i've got a, that, I've got a fucking like that. awesome processor all this like brand new awesome processor <laughs> um and uh so then i'm like oh my god something happened with this like repair it's not working right and then like i spend like a whole week trying to figure this out and um, then I, I, I don't know what I Googled, but I found something like with like specifically my card and my motherboard and this game and somebody on some Reddit somewhere said, uh, well, do you have it plugged into the motherboard or the GPU? And so I looked and my HDMI that goes to my monitor was plugged into my motherboard, not my graphics card. Mm-hmm. So I plugged into the graphics card and now it runs fucking like butter until it doesn't and and i thought because i've been hearing about all these Elden ring bugs like frame rate bugs i thought that that was just what was causing this to crash like that um but turns out 
another bug with Elden Ring is if you don't have your HDMI plugged into the actual graphics card, you will be pulling zero power from your graphics card. So I, yeah, I had a performance mon, I had a performance monitor up on my, on my computer and it was telling me GPU 0%. So like it was literally trying to run Elden Ring off of just my motherboard. That is insane. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it didn't work. I plugged it in, it ran fine, but then it started getting really hitchy, stuttering really bad. And so I, I quit that. And that's when I started Ghost of Tsushima. I was like, all right, I'm going to jump into that for a while, let them fix these bugs. And then I'll come back to Elden Ring after like a month or so. It's really crazy how, so like a lot of PC players have had zero problems whatsoever. And then a whole big majority or like a whole nother big set have had a ton of hitching, frame rate issues, things like that. Uh, and it, there doesn't seem to be like a reason, you can't pinpoint a reason why, because like your setup should run it should nuke every single game thrown at it right now. Like mm-hmm. there should be no game that you can't run at 60 frames at the very least. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then like people, I know people that have like, you know, 1660 TIs, like what I have, and they're running Elden Ring perfectly fine with no issues whatsoever. Like a little bit of slowdown in the open world, like I have on my PS5, just part of the big giant open world they've made, but nothing like what you're talking about, where you told me that it would be like one of those things where you hit the button that it kind of stops and then it has to like speed forward to catch up to the animation, which yeah. that, that is it's, one. It's of, not the, even like I hit the button. It'll be like, I'm walking. The guy will stop walking and then it'll just be like, yeah, fast forward to where I'm at like a second and, later. And in this game where every single frame of animation is important, like it, 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 it really kind of ruins that experience. So I, yeah. you know, they, they'll, they'll, they will optimize it. Like I remember when Bloodborne launched on the PS4, like, it had a lot of the same types of issues, hitching. And, and so they didn't even have like text on the loading screens when they first started. Like it, it was, and the loads were like minute, two and a half minute long loads and stuff like that. So they've had a history of launching kind of rough and then, and then fixing stuff later. So I know that it will get there, but it really sucks that right now it's not there for, but what I will say is that when they do fix it and when yours gets running smooth, I'm going to, get it on pc as well and start a yeah, new that's character what I, so I can that's what i was gonna say was like i really hope that like by the time it, it does get fixed you're not like done with it like because this game is so big i don't think you i could i could start a new character with you because like sean and i've been running around in my world and, and doing stuff there and it's super fun like every single time it's got a really good multiplayer system that works damn well every single time we've done it um, but if we could go to like different areas that I've never been to, because I know there's going to be so many of them and I, it, it's not a game that you would get tired of because there's no like through path. You know what I mean? It's not like you get this also, quest that tells you to go here. I think you would enjoy helping walk me through that too. Yeah, it would be, um, it would, it'd be such a different experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, that game. Oh, I'm very, ex- I, I'm so sad that I haven't been able to get into it yet, but. I know you have, and what has your experience been like so far? How, like, how, how you liking it? So I, I am, I, I like these games. I like these types of games. Uh, but this is, I honestly, at first, I wasn't digging it as much as I thought I would. I, I kind of had like a, I was getting very frustrated with it, which is weird because I'm, I'm pretty good at these games normally. Like, I'm not a great video game player, but I'm pretty good at from software games because I know what they ask of me, and I put in the, I've already put in the time. Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne. Um, Demon the Souls? only one I... Demon Souls, yeah, I played Demon Souls back on PS3 back in, in 2009. Uh, I didn't like the Demon Souls remake as much as I thought I would. 
uh it, it just didn't after playing dark souls so much like demon souls is a hard game to go back to even in that remake form but uh this game was like really frustrating me at first i, I, I didn't know why probably because of the build i chose i was doing a paladin build um and i wasn't really getting like i wasn't able to get to like I had to close the gap on a lot of enemies. I had to like rely on a shield, which I've been playing a lot of Bloodborne lately, and I have not had to rely on a shield for a while because Bloodborne doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I kind of was getting frustrated with that stuff. So at first it was really, really making me angry <laughs> a lot of places. And um, it wasn't even the bosses and stuff. It was just dying like in a cave to some random stone gargoyles who swamped me out of nowhere, you know, or stuff like that. Like I, I just would find these different little death traps that would really get to me and like make me angry. Um, but what I, what I decided to do was like, okay, I'm going to not, I'm going to play by the game's rules. I'm not going to try to just force myself through these areas and stuff. And I hit a point where, you know, I beat Margaret and then I beat uh, Godric, which is like the first Elden Lord that you come to in Stormville Castle. He's like mm. the first big one. And I decided to just like go around and explore for a little while, build out the map and stuff. I found a bunch of new abilities. I found a bunch of new uh, items and stuff that there's so many items in this game that you're constantly finding stuff and you're like, oh, what what does this do? Like I found a, a, a golden thread and a stitching needle. And I was like, what the fuck does this do? And it turns out and I didn't even know it until I went to the rest of one of the bonfire equivalents. They're called Ashes of Grace or uh, uh, Grace. And uh, it alters your, you can alter your armor and stuff. I don't really know the context of all, it, like it seemed to make them way less. And, but they, it also took down some of the stats, like the defense stats and stuff. That's the best thing that I, I could describe it as right now. I haven't really delved okay. into it, but it, so I just found this. Is it random, reusable like, or is it just a one-time? Yeah, yeah, no, it's reusable. It's, so now, now this is permanently just like upgrading your souls or, or, dealing with your flask at the at the at the grace site at the site of grace you now have a permanent unlock to alter your armor it's That's called cool. altercation or something like that um just little things like that you're constantly finding stuff uh you're also finding all these cookbooks which can be for like item crafting or spell or uh it's all item crafting but some of them are like spell focus some of them are like do you have to go to a smith focus. table to craft stuff not to craft stuff you can craft stuff wherever you want okay I was to upgrade your weapons you say there's a smith table at that first little church you go to mm -hmm. that you can you can upgrade your weapons at but you can only do it at like plus three i think at first but then you unlock something else later on and you meet somebody who lets you upgrade much further than that and then okay. i think you also i've been finding so you have to find the like whetstone and knife i think blacksmith knife something like that to unlock that ability anyway and then i i keep finding these new whetstone knives and I think I can upgrade my weapons further past that at the smithing table, but I've only found that one smithing table. I don't know if there's another one. There's another, there's a guy you can take it to that'll upgrade further, but I haven't found another smithing table as far as I know. Do you I, keep coming one, but... back to that church? No, I haven't been back since that first opening part. And <laughs> so that first area, like I'm literally basing this on the, two hours that i've played two to three mm -hmm. hours um but from what i saw like where i was was basically you know i know this fucking comparison has been ran into the fucking dirt but if i was playing breath of the wild that's the plateau right yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm still on the Great Plateau basically before it opens up. But you, you kind of could... feel like it opens up. You kind of feel like it opens up a little bit whenever you first get out into that field, out of the cave. Like it's like okay, now I'm in this open area. But then I feel like once you get past that field, then it's going to open up vastly more. Let's well, say I think I think the Breath of the Wild like plateau comparison doesn't really work there because you could go to Stormvale Castle, which would be like it's up on that hill, right? Yeah. yeah, it's up on the hill. It's where the shine the sights of grace are pointing you to. But you don't have you can literally go wherever you want. And if you go south to the peninsula down there, that's actually a really good place for a starter level because the enemies are not that tough. And you get a lot of really good items from there. So you don't have to be stuck in this idea that you like this church area and then the Stormville Castle is like your plateau because you've already learned everything that you need for right now. You're going to learn more stuff as you go, but you've already learned everything you need right now. You can go wherever you want, go wherever. Like if you see something on the horizon that looks cool, if the enemies don't kill you right when you get there, you can go there and, and check it out. Uh, I remember hearing on a podcast that there's a talisman, which is like the equivalent of like the rings and other Dark Souls games that will, uh, that whenever you do a visceral attack, which is where you go up behind somebody and oh, I love that shit, dude. or, or, you know, parry them. Or if you do the, um, the, the response shield attack, I, can't, I still don't know what that's called. Parry? Uh, and it, no, not the, not the parry, the one that the art hold down L L one and then hit R two. And it does the boom. You know what we were talking about I haven't earlier. Even done that? Yeah, you I have. The thing, the thing we were talking about earlier, where yeah, they, no, hit the shield, I... they hit the shield, they hit the shield. Oh, you hit R2, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember what they call that, um, but that will like stagger them. They they stagger, and then you can hit them on the front with a visceral attack. So if you do a visceral attack, this talisman gives you back health every time you do one. And I'm like, oh, well, shit. I want to find. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it's apparently it's apparently in a cave right in that starting area, but I have not fucking found it yet. And so I'm like, well, how, how did I miss that? I, I feel like I've explored the shit out of that area, but I need to go back and just see what I can find. That's how big this game is, though, that like that can be in the starting area or starting area. And I just haven't seen it yet. And I thought I'd done most of it. Uh, I also it's say not even, like not even necessarily like how big this game is, but how detailed and meticulous they were in mm-hmm. designing this game. Because mm-hmm. um, this they, is one of the best designed games I have ever seen. Yeah um i found a boss in the cave with the wolves like mm-hmm. right like you go out and you just go straight basically yeah you find that that's like the you first ki- cave you, you come kill to. a few you kill a few knights you go in there there's like a bunch of fucking wolves mm-hmm. um and i was I actually, actually be called wolf cave or something like that <laughs> yeah it's something stupid like that like i love i love how self-aware this game is too completely mm-hmm. self-aware mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, I actually remember listening on a podcast and it was, oh, sorry, this fucking double IPA. Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was listening, I think, to the Fire Escape cast and they just said in passing, they were like joking. I was like, oh yeah, or you'll just get murdered by a bunch of wolves in a cave right off the gate. And I was like, what the hell are they talking about? And then I went in there and- you got murdered um, by a bunch of wolves. No, I didn't get murdered because I remembered that part of the podcast. I was like, oh shit, I saw one wolf. And I was like, there's a bunch more of these motherfuckers mm-hmm. around here. So, so like I went yeah. in and straight up like murked all these wolves. Uh, but then mm-hmm. like you have to pass through that little, the smoke gate or whatever the fuck it's called. Fog gate. Fog gate. Um, and that guy did murk me a couple times. <laughs> but, like from the get go, I fucked those wolves up. 
Um, I wish I remembered what class I'm playing. Um, Cause I do know that I have like Glintstone powers is like my main thing. And I'm not the prophet because I don't have a fucking like bandana over my eyes. Um, I can't remember which mm. class I am. I don't know enough. Which class did you start. go? I went with the uh, confessor. I haven't like- pulled up. I haven't pulled up. So there is warrior, prophet, hero, vagabond, prisoner, bandit, astrologer, confessor, samurai, mm. and wretch. Let's see what the confessor says he's a he's like the the faith build faith and strength build which is okay. what i'm doing yeah it says the confessor so is a high faith class that is built for wielding incantations found throughout the game if you are looking to wield fire and use healing spells and restorative effects then the confessor is the class you want to choose so i uh, think i'm gonna end up I, I just beat a boss so what i was saying earlier that i uh i didn't quite click with the game at the beginning i just got to the academy of ray lucara which is basically an evil Hogwarts. And uh, I have, this is when the game really clicked for me. Like I was, it it just, I was really digging this area. I did the whole thing. I found, I think every item that you could find, I went on the rooftops, did all the the jumping. This is a legacy dungeon that I'm talking about. There's Mm -hmm. two bosses in it. I beat the first boss. It was super fun. It was like a wolf fight. And then I went to the second boss, which was a magic user who then turned into another magic user uh that boss was so much fun it had a cool like gimmick uh thing that you had to do and afterwards when you beat her you unlock the ability to respec uh it's not just as easy as walking up to her and saying i want to respec but you can do it you have to find an item of course you do because it's a fucking from game uh but i think i'm gonna respec as a magic caster because i keep seeing videos on twitter of people just wrecking people with magic spells so i think i'm gonna respec was a magic user i've also found a bunch of items that spec with magic abilities and uh it seems like i can also be a war like a battle mage basically which is i think the, the build i want to do like weapons and and, and stabs and staves yeah weapons and magic yep uh because i'm not using a shield i don't like using the shield um I have a shield and like I have a tiny little shield and a staff. Like that's my like a, character. Like a buckler that you're using to. Um, yeah, a buckler parry. and a staff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't use the parries in, it, in Bloodborne. I use the parries constantly, but in Dark Souls, I've never been good at them. So I think I'm just going to ditch takes, the shield. It's such a like, it's it's very hard, but I am trying to get good at it. Um, I saw a video of a guy fighting Margit, and he parried every single attack Margit threw at him, and it looked incredible i i know that i'll never be able to do that i just i think i'm too old <laughs> to fucking have. respect dude <laughs> yeah i know it looked it looked amazing i'd like props to that guy but like that ain't me i, I think i just want to sit back and cast some shit at somebody and, and, and oh yeah and, that's how i beat so like like i said my dude does glintstone i can't remember which fucking class but like i got my first items that i got for magic was like the glintstone pebble and the glintstone arc mm-hmm. um and so the pebble is like a attack that just hits one guy, but it does a good bit of damage. The arc actually sends out an arc wave that like could hit like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of enemies. Um, the so main I, reason, the main reason I wanted to use magic now is because in the that academy I found an arc, basically an arc shotgun blast, which does like 
shoots out like a very like not lengthy projectile of, of glint stones but like a a ton of them at once like a big blast out in radius i was like oh that seems fucking cool because i got so, hit by one of those by what guys in there and it killed me so i was like oh that so seems like what a um what starting item did you pick uh the golden seed okay which lets you get another flask immediately okay i um i picked the uh like ashes of the goblin or whatever so like because i knew that like whatever character i am also um is good at summoning um yeah because you have high high magic pool to summon from yeah so i picked that but i haven't because i haven't gotten far enough I haven't gotten to the point where I can actually summon them. So I've got that item there waiting and it's like, I can summon two like goblin imps or some shit like right off the bat. And um, very excited to do that. That, that will, I think that will change this game for you when you have the ability to summon things, because at the very least, anything you can summon will tank for you. Basically they draw aggro. And, and then you can like focus on the boss and stuff. And it's really helpful for like the cave bosses that we've been talking about. Like those guys are not super hard, but sometimes they can be very fucking annoying. So if you have like these guys that you can bring in, and I think this is a game changer. <laughs> oh God, excuse me. When people say that this is. <laughs> you all right there? You about to die? Dude, I, if I watch you die second. on camera, I'm not going to be happy. Oh, me either. Thank you for the <laughs> your concern. Um <laughs> Don't you make me angry by dying. I think think if you, uh, if you're like, you know, this game, people will talk about the accessibility of this game versus the other ones. And I think this is one of the reasons people think it's a little more approachable is because you can summon these guys. Like I've got this one. It's called like, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like basically these five idiots that just run around with you. And they, they like, they don't do any damage whatsoever. I mean, they do do a little, like 10 damage each person but they they just like jump around and like piss off every enemy in sight and makes them all like come after them and then you just sneak up behind enemies and start clubbing them like it, it it's so much fun to have these dumbasses walking around with me um, and i mean the cool thing about that is you don't you it does change the game a lot and it changes mm-hmm. how you can play it but like you don't have to just pick an idiot you can pick somebody who's going to do a bunch of damage but not draw a bunch of aggro or you can pick I, I, at least I assume that's how it's going to be. I don't yes. know because I haven't so I have, it to it yet. The, it, it, it seems like it depends. So like I have a jellyfish that does poison damage. It's just one. Um, and then I have this like big warrior guy that comes and he does a lot of damage, but he's not very strong. So like he gets killed pretty quickly. And then now I have these two idiot archers that do like, they basically do machine gun arrows. And what it does is it causes, it builds up stagger so that if, that somebody's poisons isn't super high they just fall down and then you can go up behind them and fuck them up and they they are my favorite ones so far as someone who doesn't play souls games except i tried dark souls one on the switch that wasn't a good idea Um, it's a bad bad platform to play that on i think yep then uh i also played some i've tried bloodborne uh, probably a dozen times at this point um but just couldn't get into it like i wanted to um is there stagger damage in any of them besides Sekiro uh yeah there's um I don't think definitely stagger there's stagger in Bloodborne um I don't think it's done the same way as it's done in this game where you it's definitely like a meter in the background that you don't see Mm -hmm. where they eventually just go boom and you hear the, the the sound and then you know you can do the visceral attack I don't think 
I mean, Bloodborne had it on the parry and stuff like that, but I'm I'm not sure that they had it like, like a meter. There's not like a stagger meter though. You mean like there is in this game? Yeah, there's one in Sekiro too, right? There is one in Sekiro, but that that was an actual meter on screen. This game does not have a meter on screen. Um, Sekiro I it was did. this game no. didn't have one. Mm-mm. Oh. Sekiro definitely has a meter on screen that that that's like more important than doing damage is building up that stagger meter. And yeah. I think what they they took from Sekiro, they took that and just made it a background thing because it's not like if you don't build that type of character, you don't have to worry about that meter at all. So I think that's why it's not displayed on the screen, but it's definitely happening in almost the same exact way that it's happening in Sekiro because um, you're built. Basically, you're building you're hitting attacks that aren't necessarily maybe doing a ton of damage, but they're all they're they're hitting that that character for, you know, this amount of stagger, this amount of stagger, this amount of stagger. And then once that meter hits, then they stagger and you can do massive, massive damage, um, which is cool if you if you play like that style of character. But if you're like a magic user, you're probably never going to stagger anybody because magic doesn't really do stagger stuff. So no, but that's why I think, you know, it's funny you say you want to be a battle mage and be able to do weapons and magic. I'm kind of in the same boat that's why I picked the class that I did. Cause like I'm using a sword. Like I can basically in my main hand, I have a stave, but then also I can switch that to you start out with a sword and a staff. Mm-hmm. So like <clears throat> I do a lot of the sneaking up behind people and stabbing them and then slicing them. And so they're dead. Yeah. Um, but then also like if I'm in a room with a bunch of enemies, you goddamn right. I'm pulling out that staff and, doing the fucking arc. magic magic pebble arc or whatever yeah. the fuck <laughs> so i i i um i got these pebbles really <laughs> this really high damage uh spell called like black flame something it's a mm-hmm. really high faith uh damage spell and it does a lot of damage but it, it's a very slow cast compared to like how magic is cast it's like a you got to pull build up to it and then you toss it and it's got like a low range thing so i'm like if i'm doing this if I'm going for this type of style of play, I might as well just go for the magic style because I'm going to get more damage. I'm going to get more range. I'm going to get all these other things. But you're using so, magic right now, right? You're using fire magic. I'm using incantations, which is the faith magic. Yeah. Okay. Basically, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of weird to me the way they split the magic up into like faith magic and intelligence magic. Um, it's because I kind of wish it could just be all fucking magic that's, well that's why they do it so that you can't do that like faith is 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 like the paladin style builds where you're so faith pyromancy used to be a separate thing and now they've kind of merged it with faith faith used to be like there were some really high level damage faith spells but for the most part faith was like a buff like you would be buffing your character or your whoever came into your game which i can do um you're you're gonna add shields you're gonna add like holy attack you're gonna do all these other things and you're going to also get like a flame spell magic sorcery is what they call it is more like i'm doing direct damage to this person but i'm also weak as shit because all of my stats are put into intelligence and like fp points and stuff like that so you're like a glass cannon you're you're like a world Mm. of warcraft mage at that point where you're just slinging spells constantly and you're not able to take a lot of damage but you're doing so much damage that you shouldn't you shouldn't need a shield because you shouldn't need a shield because you're you should never get hit like that's mm-hmm. the idea behind it um if you're good with so, that character you're not gonna get hit right and yeah. if you do get hit you get hit once then you back up and you and start smash more them again. yeah yeah so hey um real quick though 
what do you think about a little uh beer break sounds good all right so we will continue this elden ring talk we got we got lots more to come um we will be right back though with more booze and games Hello, everybody. Hello, Internet. Uh, we are back with the Gaming and Drinking Cast with your boys, Adam and Travis. And um, we are talking Elden Ring. Um, Travis has been getting balls deep in some Elden Ring. And uh, ballsy. Uh, before we do that. Got oh, yeah. Beer. Oh, yeah. What you drinking there? This is the Voodoo Love Child. This is a fruited Belgian style triple. Oh boy. And it's from, it's not a New Belgium Voodoo. <clears throat> it is actually from Voodoo Brewing Company, which is out of Meadville, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, I never heard of these guys, but I love a triple. Nobody makes them or they're harder to find now mm-hmm. uh, unless you import them. Um, so I was like, oh, this is, this looks cool. I like the cover art. Or yeah. The, cover, the, the bottle, the can art. Um, it's a triple a, and it is it's a 9.5 percenter so yeah let's see how this yeah. goes um yeah it's you know there's a few breweries like trappist breweries in in the states but uh those have been here for a while so it's it's really hard to find like a newer triple yeah you can find like the charleston fermentary stuff uh which is always good they're very expensive but they're always good uh and then there's not like you know you can get like you know delirium tremens and stuff like that but it's not quite the same you know um mm-hmm. i like you know you know what a delirium tremens tastes like at this point right so like it's fun to find uh places that are doing the homebrew or like the microbrew style of a triple and doing it well um this one it's okay it's pretty yeah. good <laughs> yeah it might not be my favorite um maybe it's because i'm coming off that very flavorful stout <laughs> that might have yeah. eradicated my taste buds uh this just doesn't have like a big kick to it but when i fall out on the floor here from the 9.5 percenter then maybe i'll just prove myself wrong welcome to my weekly podcast beer i, I try to have at least one that's in the double digits percentage wise <laughs> oh we know <laughs> um so yeah, this one um, I have right here is actually uh, Brewdog oh, yeah. Elvis yeah. Juice. Um, I had yeah. it for the first time the other day. Um, this is one that we also sell here in South Carolina. Uh, it is a, a grapefruit IPA, which it's I know that's a damn, those, damn good beer too. Yeah, it's a really good grapefruit IPA. Um so Brewdog, I found out they are based out of Scotland, I think. Yes, um, they are. But that's probably brewed in Ohio. Yeah. So this is actually brewed in Ohio, but Brewdog, their headquarters is in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And I actually met with a couple of the Brewdog reps a few weeks ago. And um, they were telling me like how they are, they consider themselves the largest mm-hmm. microbrew in the world. Um, that's what they, they're like, yeah, you know, we're based out of Scotland. We're a microbrewery, but we are international and we're the biggest microbrewery in the world. And 
in my head, I'm thinking you're not a microbrewery anymore. Yeah. Um, if you, if you've got headquarters in Scotland yet, you've got manufacturers in America, um, yeah. that kind of changes your literally status. the opposite of micro. <laughs> yeah. That kind of changes your status. Um, but this one's called Elvis juice. Um, and it's very good. Yeah. It's a really good one. Brewed in Ohio and, um, on the can live fast drink slow is what it says uh this one is i think it's six and a half percent somewhere around there uh they, have, they do yeah. the, do they not still do the big cans of elvis juice like they the do cans? they do okay. um yeah there's some stuff with like product getting down here and all that fun stuff so like yeah. if, if if you actually get into the beer distributing part of um the beer game then you start to see some stuff as far as distribution goes that kind of changes the way you think about um beers and why they're here or why they're not here um why they're in what store and why they're in what and how they're in what store and yeah so how like they're displayed <laughs> yeah so like every time i go into a gas station now i always look at them and 80 percent of the time i'm disappointed <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, Brewdog, uh, good beer, good beer. And, um, cheers. Cheers. Mm. So I figured on, on this side of it, we would, I would just talk about a few moments that I really liked in Elden Ring, uh, yeah. that emergent gameplay stuff. Um, and then we could move on to the news and talk about Apex, which season 12 just launched and we've been playing the shit out of that and having a good time. Uh, so <clears throat> spoilers so, for Elden Ring. Um, if you consider, finding stuff spoilers yeah which Uh, is basically the only way you can spoil this game because the story is not what you're there for yeah Uh, i i love the lore videos that come from dark soul games i watch them obsessively but you're not going to get what they what body does on youtube out of playing the game i guarantee you that it's not going to happen so uh this is more gameplay stuff like you know there there might be like a treasure chest that teleports you somewhere that kind of thing uh if you don't want to know any of that stuff tune out for the next 10 to 15 minutes and then come back on the other end of that uh so one of my favorite moments that i've had so far this game is very funny uh you said it was self-aware earlier that's 100 percent true it will make you laugh because of your own idiocy so i was (laughs) Find this guy. So in the Academy of Ray Lucaria, the the spell casting place that I'm in right now, uh, I was I came across a uh, a knight who was red. So he looked like a PV. He looked like an what they call an invader, like he a P, like a person that would invade your world, a PVP okay. person. But he was an NPC version of that. So not an actual human, but he has the same like uh, abilities and techniques that a person like that would have. And he is guarding the boss elevator for the final boss of the Ray Lucaria area. And he fucked me up the first time I went and fought him. And I was like, oh no. And I was like, I could summon somebody, but there's also this platform out here that I just came from. It's this big bridge where these two idiots up top are summoning this big giant bowling ball that comes down and rolls down the encampment and like the first time I jumped up there, it killed me and it really pissed me off. But then I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I can, I know how to dodge it now. I know exactly where the safe spots are on this bridge. So I just watched this ball roll by every time they summon it. I was like, I can take this knight 
and kite him out onto that bridge and let him get hit by the bowling ball. So <laughs> I fought him and brought him out onto this bridge. He got hit by the bowling ball. It took him two times. It killed me in one hit. It took two times to kill him. And as he's dying, I'm like standing over his body, like yelling and laughing and doing all this stuff. Not even thinking about the fact that that bowling ball is going to come <laughs> right back down. And it crushed me and killed me as I'm like <laughs> gloating over this dude's body. Did and you have to fight him again after that? No, he was dead completely. He, he was dead. Like once you beat him, you beat him. But it was just really good. And that made it a little bit easier to swallow, like the humor part of it, because I'm like, <laughs> that's really funny. Like my yeah. humor just got in the way of, I'm just like gloating over this dude's dead body. And then the fucking ball just slams down on top of me and kills me. That's like an fucking idiot. great. It was really funny. But like the fact that you could kite somebody out there like that and do that kind of stuff is like pure Dark Souls. Like that is exactly how Dark Souls works. Like you, maybe you can't beat him head on. I probably could have beat him head on if I'd have kept throwing my head against it. But I was like, this was the second time I fought him and I beat him. So like, it's kind of like, mm, I didn't have to put all that much time and effort into it. And I had a really good time doing it. And it was super funny. And that's how these games are meant to be played. And like, you know, you, like they put that there for a reason. So you exactly. Could yes. Yeah. If, 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 they know what they're doing. If they're going to allow you to break the game, go fucking break it because it's probably more satisfying than just fighting a zoo one-on-one. You, you get a lot of one-on-one -on -one battles in this game. Do something like this and have a good time. Um, that was one of my favorite moments so far is like j fucking get it, like having that like, oh yes moment. And then just the game. And then the game's like, you remember who you are. <laughs> Smash. So You're I will say that, that, uh, I, I've had so Sean and I got invaded by a guy the other day. So basically, if you summon somebody else to your world, you have the ability to be invaded by an NPC or a, a player character from who's being an asshole. Um, mm. And this guy like rolled up to us. And most of the time, if you get invaded, these guys are really good because that's all they do is PvP. They just want to invade people's world and fuck their game up. But this guy stepped to me and Sean, and I was like, oh, we're about to get fucked up. And Sean, I like was running towards the guy to try to get to him and Sean's fighting him. And before I even get there, Sean has like backstabbed him twice. And he's like standing over the dude's body and the guy's like getting up really slowly. And Sean just like wrecks him like with one more hit and he just dies. And I was like, hmm, okay, maybe this guy should not be invading other people. I mean, right as far as like souls players go, I think Sean is probably the best one that I know. Yeah, um, really I, good. You don't want to invade Sean's fucking game. <laughs> he, he punished. He punished <laughs> this dude as soon as he walked in. our because we were trying to fight this big dragon. Which also, this is one of my favorite moments in the game too. Um, there was a, so to get into the Academy of Ray Lucaria, you have to you get to the front gate and then you find this map. that's like there's a key over here on the map, and you look at it. You kind of have to look at the island formations, and then you're like, okay, I know where this is. So you go over there, and the key is being guarded by this giant dragon. And so I'm like, all right, I can be. Wait, this so dragon. you have to fight a dragon to get the key, and then you have to fight another dragon to get into the gate. No, no, no. You have to fight the dragon to get the key, and then you just walk in the gate. Okay. Um, so I go up to this dragon. I, I fight him like four or five times, and he's not. He's not super. The, the dragon fights are very fun. They're not very frustrating. Like you feel like you know why you died when you died, and so I felt like I had him. But Sean was like, "Hey, I'm I'm bouncing into your game. You wanna you wanna fight this dragon?" I was like, "Yeah, come on, let's go." And that's when we got invaded. We beat the shit out of that guy, or Sean beat the shit out of that guy, and then we went and fought this dragon. And <clears throat> Sean dies. We get him about halfway, and then Sean dies. And I'm like, "All right, I got this. I can do it." This is like a horseback battle. You can fight on your horse, which is very fun. Most of the dragons are made for that because they have really big AOE attacks. You need to be able to get out of the area that they're fighting you in. Uh, they also 
fly away and you need to be able to close the gap really quickly. So you're usually fighting from horseback. So Sean dies and the way that PVE or like invasion and stuff like that works in this game, if you summon somebody from what I have found, I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that I'm right. The enemies get a little bit harder. They, they take more damage. You do, you do less damage to them and it takes a little bit more to kill them because when I was fighting the dragon by myself, each swing would do a certain amount of damage. And then when I was fighting him with Sean, each swing was doing less damage. So mm -hmm. when Sean died and I was still fighting the same thing, I was doing the less damage that was part of when I was fighting with Sean as opposed to when I was fighting by myself. So I had to continue that fight as the way it was specced for two players as opposed to just me by myself. But I kept going. I kept going. We got him down far enough that I actually beat him. On How long that did run. that fight take? Probably about 30 minutes. Wow. That's but awesome. it was it's epic. <laughs> it was super epic. These games are epic in the truest sense where the fights are epic, the visits are epic, the stuff you're doing is is epic in a way that almost no other game can match. Um, so I got it, I got that key, and then I went into this area. And that, like I said, this is where the game really clicked for me. This was the start of it. And then that area that I went into afterwards was like really the solidification of that. And I have been loving the shit out of it ever since. Um, so that was one of my favorite moments. There's so many moments like this in this game that you're going to come across that you are not scripted into the game. Like you could bypass that whole area. You could, you could actually, what Sean said he did in his game was he just snuck past that dragon, grabbed the key, snuck back out and then ran to the academy. So like you can do that if you want to, you don't have to fight that dragon. But I was like, no, fuck that. I'm fighting this fucking dragon. I'm mm. killing this dragon. And you get like special. Was stuff that on your that first you try? No, 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 no. I fought him like six times before Sean even came into my world. It was like, our, okay. now, and that was mine and Sean's probably third attempt at it. So um, it wasn't, it, it, but like I said, this was a fun fight. It wasn't like frustrating. There are some fights in this game that are frustrating where I'm like cussing and throwing my controller and stuff. What this was, was like, hey, what was that game that me, you and Sean played um, where it was kind of like a, a Souls-like, but it was Remnant. Remnant from the Ashes. Yes. Yeah. That's a great um, video game. That is. Um, does the multiplayer in this kind of feel like that a little bit? Uh, it, it, it can, but it does. So like that game is made for PVP or PV, PVE co-op. So you can go into the world, all three of you together. If you beat a boss in this game, the person you're with is going to de-summon out of your world. And then you're going to continue on, but you can just turn around and immediately summon them back. So you've got that furled finger. That's what brings them in, right? Yeah. Do you so have to keep finding furled fingers or can you just use you that? craft same? them. Okay. So you With craft them, the earth leaf. Okay. You find and is that very common? Okay. Super common. Okay. And you, and, and you also, it's very friendly with it. So like if you summon somebody or if you, if you use it to summon somebody, but you don't actually summon them, say you just walk into the boss chamber and don't use it, it doesn't it doesn't take one of them away from your inventory. You have to actually fully summon someone through before it it, it does that. So it's pretty forgiving in that way. <clears throat> also it gives you a ton of them. You get you can you can craft them constantly. Like you're you're never gonna I kind of wish that like the game would just like let you bring someone in for multiplayer though. Like why the hell do you it's have a front to game that's just what they do. I know it's just what they do, but like, come on, guys, like, let people have the fun. 
<laughs> I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, I think that's a different game, though. I think that's why you see games like Remnant and you see games like Neo, those other types of games. They're just a different flavor. From is what it is. And I the, the experience of doing like the Remnant stuff is, is super fun. It's very different from Dark Souls, but it's got the same like uh, it's got the same kind of like intensity or intensity and like anxiety that you get from a Dark Souls game but it's more friendly as far as what you're saying, like where you can just summon them into your world. You're like, we're done. We're going to tackle all of this. And then everybody gets the, like, so if, if say you summon me into your world and we beat a Mm -hmm. boss and do I get any rewards from that at all? You you get all of the XP, the runes from that boss fight. Uh, If it drops an item, you will not get that item. Okay. Now, if you're fighting enemies out in the world and they just drop a random item, you will get that item but bespoke items for that world like singular items that only drop for like say boss characters or that you find out in the world that are only like one-time things you find out in the world you don't get those items okay but if it, if it's a random uh, that's drop, understandable that's understandable but they could still do that while allowing people to just play co-op but if you think about it like they do like i have so many furled finger remedies now that it is like I'm just playing co-op. I just hit the button and go. You know what I mean? Like so, I, it's not even it's not even a, a concern. I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to kind of funny uh blessing talk about it. And um he was saying like basically like to summon someone into the world is kind of a hassle. Like you you have to drop something, then they have to go to a certain point in their world. And then come into your world. They have to go to the area that you're in. So basically what Sean and I do is we go to the same uh, side of Grace because you can just fast travel there. He drops his sign. I hit the button on the furled finger. And then I immediately, oh, you can also put, you put a password on so that it's just, you only see that person's sign or whoever. Like if we all had a group of it, we would all use the same password. And you only see your group sign because you all have the same password. And that way, whenever he drops his sign, it's I see it immediately and I click on it and he's summoned. I mean, it takes less than 30 seconds. Okay. Like maybe when Blessing and them were doing it, I think like the servers might have been a little rocky because it was the launch of the game. And there have been some server issues, especially when it launched. I remember that was like a big thing. But now, like there's no like I'm telling you, I hit a button, Sean hits one button, and then we're right okay. there in the game. Well, that's that's easier to swallow then. It, it is a lot easier and it's definitely a lot easier than a lot of other from games have been in the past. Like they have been kind of obtuse and ridiculous with their requirements, but this game is by far the most friendly when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like you just hit it and you hit it and then you go and okay. you can, and, and the other good thing is, so Sean and I went through Stormville castle the other day together. We went through the entire castle together and we didn't get despawned or anything like that. Like we just went through and fucked everything up and he got all the XP for it. I got all the XP for it. And you and can you can rerun dungeons in this, right? Uh, what do you mean? Like say you beat a boss. You can and- rerun. So you can, those enemies will respawn. The boss will not respawn, but you can put your summon sign outside of a boss chamber and you will get summoned to that boss fight if you want to fight him again. And you can get those runes all over again. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to say, like I was reading, you know, Patrick Klepek, mm-hmm. he was talking about his morning routine now as he gets up, he makes his coffee, 
and he puts his summon sign at whatever boss he just recently beat and he helps somebody else beat that boss that morning and that's like how he starts his day and that's like it's his fun. like morning routine yeah <laughs> it's, it's like a cool thing that it, this game allows you to play pve co-op in a way that maybe is not like what you it's not gears of war but it's a, it, it allows you to do it in a way that that is entertaining and fun for you, however way you want to play, however much time you have in your day. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's kind of different in that instead of, uh, like, I guess, if say it's in my world and I need help beating a boss, I put out my summon sign, and then someone else that has the same area summon sign comes and joins, right? So it's kind of different in that, like, in a, in most games that like have summoning like that, it's, it's like the only person that can call out the summon is the person that's like going to fight the boss as someone who wants to go and help someone fight the boss. You can, to be able to be like, I want to do this part of this game right now. Someone call me into that game. Yeah. That doesn't ever happen. I feel like it's, it's a very specific, I, I want to fight this boss again because I either like this fight or I know it's hard and I want to help people or whatever reason you have, you have to specifically want to do that fight again. And, but there are people that like whatever boss chamber you're outside of, you're going to find a thousand summon signs out of it, outside of it, because people want to help you fight that boss. So it's a, it's a communal experience in a way that you don't really get outside of games like journey or stuff like that you know like it's not something you see in every other game and it's done in a way i think because of the like specificity of how you summon people it's done in a way that's like oh i want to help you i want to fight this boss so you summon me into your world and let me help you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's not it's not like a hey i want to go co-op right now i don't really know what i want to do maybe we start at this level it's more like hey i'm going to help you with this specific thing right here Let's go do it. See, and my super interesting. My fucking anxious ass is always like, man, I don't want to summon anybody in here. I'm going to look like a dumbass. They're going to be way don't, better than me. Don't worry. So I will tell you this. I know the Souls community has like a bad rep for that kind of stuff. But first of all, they can't talk to you. So you're never going to know if they hate you or not. You only see your in-game name. You, so like if you name. So for instance, the other day I fought with a guy named like poop monster or something like that and it wasn't his like psn name it was just whatever he named himself inside of elden ring Mm -hmm. so they're not going to know who you are but honestly most people are very gracious and very like the first thing you do is you bow to each other when you summon somebody and if you get a bow back you know this person knows the etiquette you know they're on the level if you fuck up they're not going to be mad like for them it's no cost at all they don't even lose their souls so mm. it ain't that big of a deal. Okay. If you if you die, it's not like that big of a deal. They're probably just gonna throw their summons back down and you're gonna resummon them. I've had that happen multiple times where I have end up summoning the same person over and over again. <laughs> and you can tell that that person wants to beat it with you because they're like, oh fuck that. They beat us because it's not just you that died, like he also failed because he didn't keep you alive. Mm. So if he if you both fail, it becomes this communal thing where you're like, oh let's go back and fuck this guy up he okay. he killed both of us see that so seems that, that seems way cooler to me than um just like i've always anytime i've played a souls game i've always played it just 100 percent solo i've never yeah. summoned anybody in don't be um, don't be don't be scared of that like the, the i'm telling you the souls community might have a bad rep but they are very gracious 
They want to help you. They wouldn't, if they didn't want to fight with somebody who might not be good enough, they wouldn't lay down that summon signs beside the boss door. True. So they, they want to help you and they're not there. They, they don't have to do that. They don't have, they don't need it's those, no those skin runes. off their back. Exactly. Way. Yeah. They don't need those runes. They're doing it to help other people. And th- these guys are these, these people, these guys and gals, they want to be a part of helping you get that. And like, it is a joyous, like when you beat somebody, if you help somebody beat that, you watch them do the emote. That's like jump for joy. You're like, Oh, that's like, I helped you. That's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a very good feeling. And I think that it's one that video games need a lot more of. And it's one that you really only get from this type of game that is so hard and so difficult and people need each other to get through there the same way that the, the, the messages on the ground work and all that other stuff. Like, I can't tell you how many secrets I found because somebody was like, Hey, jump over this ledge or, you know, go over, go right first before you go left, because there's something, there's an item over here and there's, you know, the way you're supposed to go is left. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like it's, it's not a communicated thing. Like, uh, uh like I'm not going to be able to say thank you to that person and like over voice chat, but you can upvote it though. You can upvote it. You can also downvote people who are dickheads and that, but either way they get all that gets them is like a, a, a heal in, in game, mm-hmm. but they know that they're helping. Like, you know, you're helping someone and it's a, a sense of satisfaction all on your own. That is so unlike anything else that video games, you're not like helping someone, you know, through a level of gears of war or something like that. You're, you're literally helping them progress by themselves, but you're, part of the journey and and in an unspoken way and i think that 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 is just an unreplicable thing that dark souls and, and that and this type of game has yeah so. i think dark souls does that um better than anybody as far as just having an unspoken community mm-hmm. um but yeah it's one that i've been hesitant to dive into just because i know i'm bad at these games <laughs> i'm telling um, you they, 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 they but I guess that's how you get better. You play with people who are better you, than yeah, you. Yeah, that's a 100%. That's how you get better. And most people, there will be some dickheads out there, and I'm sure you, you know, but really you're only going to see them on Twitter because they can't talk to you. They wouldn't, <clears throat> the people who are like, get good, bro, they're not going to lay down their summon signs to try to help you out because they don't want to help you out. The people who do want to help you out are going to be like, hey, this is how you fight this boss battle. And they're not going to speak it to you over headset. They're going to show you how to fight that person inside of the world and that's something Mm -hmm. that you can't really communicate you don't have to worry about being bad in a dark souls game or in a from game because if you die you probably never see that person again anyway it doesn't really matter but if they're laying down that summon signs already they're there to help you and they want to help you Mm -hmm. so like let them help you and it it will make you a better player all around i'm telling you it it, 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 it's a it's a good sense of community i can't wait to uh get into this game after i beat sekiro and fuck around in some uh legends for a little bit and then ghost of tsushima yeah ghost of tsushima legends yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> or did not i sekiro. say sekiro <laughs> he did <laughs> jesus the other samurai game all right before we get into the news um i'm gonna take a quick beer break and then we'll be right back on the other side so i can we can talk Sounds about some and some news and stuff yep All right, we'll be right back with more booze and games.
Oh my goodness gracious. All right. Well, well, (laughs) welcome back to the gaming and drinking cast where we drink good beer and talk about good video games. Travis, what good beer are you drinking right now? Uh, I'm drinking a Michelob Ultra. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. (laughs) I found it in my fridge and it's, it's not a good beer, but it's, it's, you know, it does what it's supposed to do. I need, I I really wanted a water and I was like, you know what? We got to finish up the podcast. I might as well drink water. You know what I'm saying? See, that's why I got this guy. Is that water? That's water. This, however, is from Hazelwood. Oh. This is the charismatic megafauna. Oh, very I this weekend. Very limited release. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh Comer got five to ten kegs of it. Um, and we are their main distributor, so like they did not make a lot of this stuff. Um so yeah, you're not gonna find this anywhere. <laughs> but no. it is a double dry hopped hazy ipa with uh sabro cryo and azaka cryo yeah it's um it's eight percent abv so exactly what adam needs going into this final segment i love it 16 ounce eight percenter <laughs> that's great yep <laughs> here we are here we are so we've talked about we've talked about uh, Elden Ring. We've talked about Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. aka Sekiro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of all we've been playing. Like I, I have been playing other stuff too, but you know we've yeah. we've kind of gone a little long on that. Um, We're also gonna play a little <clears throat> bit of Dragon Ball Z Fighters here after we finish this. So tune in next week if you want to. Should we us. stream that? We can stream it if you want. Yeah. Let's stream some 1v1 Dragon Ball Fighters, just bad versus bad. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> um, so tune in for that. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, but we have been playing one other game in the interim. Just fighting Treasure season, Hunters? Season 12. Oh, yes. Uh, Mad Maggie is the newest addition to Apex Legends. Uh, a game that you've definitely heard us talk about before and you will hear us talk about more. This season is particularly good, I think. Uh, maybe that's just I because agree. We've, we've had a lot of wins <laughs> this season. Um, but you have been playing a lot of Mad Maggie, so tell me what you think about her. I really like the way that you play her. I'm not good with her, but I like the way you play her. So not like she is part of the reason that this season has been awesome. But another reason that this, this season has been awesome is because of the LTN that they brought in, which was, um, what was it called? Control. Control. Yeah. So it's basically hard point. Um, if you play Titanfall. Yeah. Um, or, uh, what's the halo uh, version called yeah. storm chaser. I don't know. It's, it's, but, it's the main mode. The main mode in the new halo game is, uh, they did a version of it for apex. So yeah, basically, um, I'll get to Maggie in a second, but this, this control mode, basically there's points A, B, and C, um, your, your team starts either by point A or point C, and you are trying to control two out of three or all three of those in order for your team to score points. The only way to score is to hold those points. Um, and it's a lot of fun. You go in there with it's nine V nine. You have three squads of three and um, that shit felt great 
and um, it, it got pretty wild there toward the end because like the meta like started to evolve. And so um, you have point B in the middle and it's usually inside of a room somewhere. So you usually have a bunch of caustic traps or Watson uh, fences up. A lot of times um, both. A lot of times both. Like there's several times where I've gone in and it just is just like, it looks like a labyrinth of Watson. Or like, someone with a, a Sheila in the corner behind yeah. three rampart shields. Yeah, it's it's great. Like, and but taking that person out or taking out that defense on that point feels so good. Yeah, um, if you if you have the team to pull it off for sure. But yeah, that that mode was great. But the main the main thing with this season for sure is Mad Maggie. Um, she's the newest character. Um she a little bit of background on her if you played apex legends um she is the person that blew fuse's arm off um she was in the fuse cut scenes and she was also the announcer for the season that fuse came into uh and she was very funny on that she's got the same type of humor and her character now yeah. on on this this as a character in the game yeah and so she um her passive is that if she's carrying a shotgun if you're holding a shotgun she runs faster which she runs a good bit faster and it, it makes for some really good um pushing moments where you can just like run in with a shotgun and kind of do especially a bunch of damage. combined with her ult which yeah, so her ult is basically she takes out like a giant ball and throws it straight ahead, and everywhere that it bounces, it throws out pads that boost everyone that runs on those pads' speed. So, like, if you're trying to push on another team, if you have Maggie with a shotgun and you throw her ult out, she can be there very fast. Um, and the way that they have buffed the Mozambique over the last couple of seasons – um it makes the mozambique more viable than i ever thought it would be in season one mm -hmm. <laughs> like if you played apex in season one and you picked up a mozambique you were like shit i might as well just try to punch somebody right um but now if you're maggie and you pick up a mozambique a purple bolt that's you can do some work with that you, you can do yeah. a lot of work with that mm -hmm. um and especially if you have your ult and you bring your whole team in with you then it um it makes for some really good close encounters um because usually you use her whenever the other team is in a, a, an enclosed kind of space um mm -hmm. and you can push on them really hard uh she, she combines really well with other offensive people too so like if you have a you know like a uh bloodhound then you can like use him to find out where people are and then push with her on the inside and then if you have like uh say um a wraith or someone like that you could push on the inside with <clears throat> maggie use a wraith portal tunnel back out and have like an escape route if your push doesn't work like she combines with other powers in a way that is is pretty interesting i think um yeah especially and, the, and her tactical her, uh, one yeah, her, yeah tactical. Her, her tactical is um it's so one thing that apex has kind of fallen victim to is people will hide behind things for an insanely long amount of time 
Rocks. Um, <laughs> Big rocks, giant rocks. Rocks in particular, or generators, or towers, or whatever. Um, and her tactical uh, is it? Sh- she calls it the drill. Um, mm-hmm. It basically it shoots a projectile and it sticks to a wall and then sh- like damages whatever is on the other it side. It flames of that wall. through that wall and and does damage dot um, yeah and it basically fuses l1 except that instead of doing like a burst damage it does like a protracted forward facing damage yeah so um, a lot of times a lot of times the way a battle will go is um if you kill like you'll knock somebody but then the other teammates will start fucking you up and so you run away and then like a couple of guys on the team that you just knocked will stand and block a door Mm-hmm. Um, and while they heal that person. And so Maggie is able to penetrate that door and fuck those guys up so they can't come in and he- and res their teammate. And um, that's gotten us a couple of like team wipes. Yeah, it's very frustrating when you're you're behind that trying to get through there. Yeah, that's gotten that's gotten a couple team wipes for us. And um, she's also very good in arenas. Like I really like her in arenas um, mm-hmm. because you can get her ult and I like to get her ult, which again, makes your entire team. If they run along this trail, go super fast, get yeah. her ult, throw it out immediately to wherever you want your point to be and then get there in like two seconds. I will so- say that playing arenas with her made me appreciate arenas a lot more than almost any other character like getting to a point before the other team could get there and and then being able to control it and have it locked down is very it, it made it more fun it really did i feel like octane could maybe do the same thing with his jump pad but it's, you it's have a to, little different you have to it's slide little, onto the jump pad and then be able to double you, jump you bounce so high in the air though that you kind of telegraph where you're going whereas maggie's you're just lo- running along the ground Mm. And I think I think that's the big difference between the two. Mm. Also, Octane, it's harder to control where you're going because you're in the air. And with her, you're just running to a point. You know, you can stop at any time. You can verge off the path. And those pads um, stay around for a long time too. So like if that yeah, team, do. if that team tries to fuck with you after you get there, you can then use her speed pads to kind of maneuver around that area very quickly right. and uh, get to a different point. Um, so yeah, Mad Maggie, I enjoy her a lot. I am always, I've always been a fan of the mobility characters. Um, my, my first main was Pathfinder. My second main was Horizon. Then when Valkyrie came out, she was my main. Now it's like Valkyrie and Mad Maggie are kind of my two mains. Yeah. Um, but Parker, now that he has discovered that he could unlock Valkyrie. characters. He is he has mained Valkyrie, and I'm like, all right, you can you can play Valkyrie if you uh, yeah if, if you go first, that's fine. I'll pick Maggie. Um, uh, I will also say that another reason the season is hit for me really hard is because they brought back Kings Canyon, uh, and so good. it is such a great map. Um, I I I think all of us are a little down on the newest map. It's it's really big. It doesn't. I don't think the firefights are particularly exciting. I don't. They think get the, you get third partied every time. You get third partied a lot because it's so big. People are searching for stuff. Uh, but when you're when you're in Kings Canyon, uh, 
there are so many good places to fight there. There's so many good places to land. There's like three of my favorite landing spots on one map. You've got Octane's little arena. You have the uh, showdown area that the airport that Parker likes. And then you have the tower area at the end of the map. I don't even know what you call that. That has all the holds, which I think is the best. I think that's the best fighting in Apex. I think it's some of the best loot in Apex. Uh, and it engenders like a lot of weird stuff like when we all landed and punched that one guy to death when he was running up the ramps like you know it and just, we've done that a, a couple of cool... times since then too like yeah. with if you People land solo off, if you, you don't yeah, if you land off. you do not land solo there yeah you and we've had we've had people in our parties i won't say who parker that will oftentimes <laughs> go off by themselves and they get fucked up and then we try to rescue them and then we end up getting fucked up like it, it it's definitely one of those areas where you have to know the map know where to go know to stay together and uh when people don't do that then it creates some really fun firefights uh king's canyon is now to me the best map in the game and the fact that they brought it back for this season and didn't alter it at all from what i can tell i don't know if you no, noticed anything, i don't think they did i think because it's already basically the perfect map um very very only fun. thing i wish is that they'd bring back mirage voyage mirage voyage yeah for sure i don't god i miss mirage voyage i don't understand how that was like if, if they have mirage that voyage, was a terrible where, idea to where it out. was not where it was in the second time they had it but where it was originally over that that snowy that embankment yeah then i think it would be the best map they've ever done it still is the best map they've ever done but it would be even better mm. um they've made olympus a little different i think it's pretty good uh i think the changes they made are smart and fun um but one thing i do like about storm point which was actually that was last season right that they brought in storm that was the last season yeah um i do like the uh prowler dens and the spider dens um because if because that map is so massive you could get in easily to the top eight without seeing someone and so like they bring in these prowler dens and spider dens so that like even if you, you haven't see seen humans. anybody and also when you kill those prowlers and those spiders it does level up your evo shield it levels up your shield and you get drops for those specific guns that you have and mm -hmm. the ammo for those guns too yeah and a lot of times like if you get in the top eight top seven you're running low on ammo yeah. So like it's a good it's a good opportunity to quickly get where you need to be for that late game stuff. It also um, allows other teams to start firing and revealing their position. And then you just kind of that's the thing about the third party thing is that a lot of times what happens is people start firing on the NPC stuff. They get second party by somebody and then a third party comes in and then there's just a shit show mm -hmm. with like four different teams fighting each other and the prowlers all at once. Which can be fun, but also if you're the first team that did that shit, it can be very frustrating. Yeah, if you're on the shit end of that stick, then uh, yeah, it, it, can, it... <laughs> it can be rough. Oh um, man! Overall, but, though, I, I think it's a it, it's it's maybe the strongest season they've done since like seven or eight, uh, whichever one where Rampart joined, which I think is still one of the best seasons they've ever done. I think the one where uh, Valkyrie came in was pretty fucking awesome too. Valkyrie's was really good too. Yeah. Cause that was um, when they first started doing arenas and, yeah. um, and arenas is like, it's underappreciated. I think, I think it's, it, it, I really love how it's brought other players into it. Cause a lot of times when I go into arenas, 
um, the the banners at the front of the game will say like zero kills. Yeah. But the reason it says zero kills is because arenas kills don't count toward that right. count. Yeah. So there's a lot of players that only play arenas. And right. um, I, I love that there is that section that there's a group of people that love to do that. And if they can have other game modes that, that bring in more players into apex and make apex more successful and better then yeah. fuck. Yeah. Keep doing it. Um, yeah. I think that control mode, if they kept that around as a permanent fixture, I think that would bring in a lot more players. Yeah. Um, I think it would too, especially with the success we've seen with halo. Uh, people like those kinds of respawning modes, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, a mode where you're not, that's the only mode that you could ever respawn it is yeah. this control mode. And also it's more players. It's a higher player count as far as team V team. Like you have a, a bigger team than you've ever had in, in Apex. It, it, the only thing that I would say is that I wish they would let, if you're going to do the nine player thing, let us bring in nine players uh, on one. Like yeah. I get why they haven't done it. Cause their backend is not made for that, but with the power of the new consoles and PCs and stuff like that, there's not really an excuse to like, we should be able to, we have a group of like five people, six sometimes that we could regularly get together. We should be able to bring all six into that one mode. If it allows nine people on one team. Yeah. If I could do that, if we could do that and we had like all of us. Oh my God, dude, that would, that be, would amazing. be so much fun. Like I would be like, yes, let's play this every night. Uh, I think it's limited in the fact that you can't bring in. You can only, it's up to you and up to two others. Right that you can bring into that game mode, even though you've got nine on a team. Maybe that's why they haven't made it a permanent mode yet. Cause that's what they're working on. Um, I would you know love I mean? it if they made it to where you could bring more people in. I mean, even yeah. if you could only have um, six per team, one of each hero or each legend, um, that would still no, be you should. I, I think you, if they do it the same way, just make it to where three, 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 you could do three of know. each. You could have still have your fire teams that be on the same like squad. You know what I mean? Like maybe you can't have like six, nine caustics. <laughs> I don't but think up to be... three of each legend. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. Three of each legend on one thing. Uh, I, because right I now it. that's how it is. You could have technically three caustics three, or three. You Watsons. could have three caustics, three Watsons, three Bangalores, three whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. Limit it that way. Like if you're all going to be in the same thing, but it's probably something on their back end where they can't because it's specced for three squad, three person squads already. And that's probably why they haven't allowed you to do anything different other than that. That's what I'm guessing. Mm. That's why that you can't just bring in like a big team battle style Halo thing where you have 12 people in a fire team, which is awesome. And that's definitely what they should get to because if if Halo can do it, I know Apex can do it. Uh there, this would be the only mode that used that though so i get why they haven't like pushed to make it that way because like you, you can't well, have... right now they're the the big thing that apex is working on is mobile like they are working on apex legends mobile that is the big yeah. push that they're working on right now yeah yeah um and make that money yeah and that makes a whole lot of sense because mobile is an entirely way fucking bigger audience if you think about Fortnite mobile and how much money that made them right off the rip, yeah. then um, it just makes sense for them to do that. 
Yeah, um, if, if, if doing the mobile thing helps them be more successful, which it definitely will, uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, I hope that that money gets then funneled back into the development costs of the regular modes that we've all been playing for a long also, time. Also, can we talk about this for a second? Uh-huh. They call this a hazy. It's it's semi hazy. Nah, that ain't, dude. That that ain't hazy. I love you, Matt, but that ain't hazy. <laughs> it's probably more on the multi side than the. No, it's the, it's 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 definitely um, it's definitely hoppy as hell, because they use those cryo hops, um, but it's it's not hazy. You're not hazy. Oh, I'm hazy. I'm I'm real, <laughs> real hazy. Also, Jesus. Yep, that's the thing. So that's our apex minute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that, let's, that just is... hit, let's, let's hit some of these things. The, the one at the bottom is the, the one I really want to talk about, uh, but we'll hit some, some of the big things right now so horizon forbidden west is out uh it seems overall i have not played it you have not played it overall it seems like people are not quite as high on this game as i thought they would be same um i think you know when horizon zero dawn came out open world Mm -hmm. games were in a different place than they are now yeah um i think elden ring coming out the week after just ate the Dude, fucking it's lunch literally what happened with the, of the Wild? same thing <laughs> it's that so, happened so the reason i i never beat horizon zero dawn i liked it a lot i did I never beat it, it was great because because breath of the wild came out and i literally never stopped playing that game so like i never really put the time back into zero dawn and then this one i knew that elden ring was coming out so i was like i'm gonna buy it when it goes on sale i'm not gonna buy it immediately and now this Elden Ring has completely taken everything away from it. Um, I just but don't even know why, that. I don't know why they would not have pushed Horizon a couple months. Like or just, push it up further because it seems like they might have had it done for a minute. Um, who I knows? Don't know. I don't know. I don't like I. I think I think Sony saying it should have coming down, saying it should have come out earlier. I think is. Um, disingenuous to the developers i don't i don't know that it was done i don't know that when it went gold i don't know anything like that um but if they pushed it back just like a month or two let elden ring breathe for a second because everybody knew like every i feel like everybody knew that elden ring was going to be this big of a smash i don't i think people knew it was going to be a big but i don't think they knew it was going to be like the next breath of the wild like people haven't talked about a game the way they're talking about elden ring the way they have since breath of the wild and it's so crazy that horizon released before both of those games like that is crazy but i i, I do think i think honestly sony thought that horizon was like look at it like oh my god look at it it looks incredible uh i think <clears throat> they thought that was going to be enough and this time people are just quite not as impressed as they were the first time because where, games just look great in general now. Exactly. It's harder to do. Fidelity doesn't really mean as much, but give people the crazy shit that you get in Elden Ring or, you know, Breath of the Wild. That's what people go nuts for is more emergent stuff. 
Um, I don't think that they expected this. I really don't think they did. I mean, I'm sure it's selling well. I'm, I guarantee you it's going to have 20 million sales before the end of the year. You know, it's going to be a smash success. They're not mm. worried about that. But I think the discussion and the fever around this stuff is just so different than what I, I mean, think dude, Sony thought it, it was going to be. It is being so fucking overshadowed. Like, it might as well have not come out. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I have not seen since since Elden Ring came out. My Twitter feed was like 90% Horizon and, you know, other stuff. And then now it's like 100% Elden Ring. There is literally nothing going on in the gaming world except for Elden Ring right now. Uh, and I and it's going to be that way for a while. Like, yeah, because that game is so vast and 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 just there's so much to discover that people not even just players, but critics and outlets are going to be discovering things in this game. The the other side month or two, the other side of it is that it's also going to bring people. I've already seen this happening multiple times where people are like, I didn't understand how from software games wanted me to play, but now I get it. And now I want to play the old games too, because now I understand how they want me to play. So we're going to see that kind of discussion around this. But no one's going to be like, oh, I understand what Horizon is now. I'm, I'm going to go. Because it's the same. It's the, it's same. the same. Yeah. And it's don't a- get me wrong. I, I'm sure it's a great game, and I will definitely play Horizon Forbidden West. Like, the story in Horizon is great. I love the story in Horizon. Good, yes. I love I love the characters in Horizon. I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's uh, a lot of stuff that some people get upset about as far as, like, fucking cultural appropriation yeah but whatever they're cool yeah like, I, that that stuff is not that i don't think any of that stuff is uh it, it's such a different thing and they have been very respectful for almost all of that stuff i don't think that that should be it's not uh, a detriment they're, they're, they're trying they are trying to do something that is not offensive they're trying to do something that is respectful and i think that should be applauded and not criticized yeah. uh and I think I don't think the aesthetic is actually that good for the most part. Like I don't like that stuff, but I get that a lot of people do. Um, I'm actually way more I into do. the sci-fi I'm a, I'm a fan. stuff, but but I get why people like that other, you know, the metal, too much metal clanging stuff. I get why people like that. It's not for me, but they're not doing anything wrong by it. Like it, it it's definitely taking on aspects of other cultures it's thinking about it like it's actually thinking about things in a really respectful way when it comes to like all right say the world ends Mm -hmm. um say starting over from culture has to restart yep and they have all of this uh tech just laying around that they have no idea how to operate right um what do you do with it you turn it into fucking armor or you turn it into something weapons yeah so that's and and that's fine and like whoever says it's not go fuck yourself like yep <laughs> so yeah. go fuck yourself <laughs> uh yeah and i i think that this this horizon i'm gonna play it you're probably gonna play it we're gonna get there it's just that there's a lot going on right now um i did want to touch on this other thing though this fucking gta thing i didn't am i misremembering something when they announced that GTA 5 was coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X, did they not say that if you owned the PS4 version that you would just get the new version? 
I feel like uh, they did. I mean, I think they I did. I feel like they did. I think they did. I think that well, was like not a doing big that. part. That was a yeah, big they were like, oh, yeah, we're, it's a free upgrade if you own the other. So they're not doing that. If you own PS4 versions, you have to pay to get the PS5 version. Is it $60? $70? It will be if you don't own anything. If you do own it, it's only $10. But still, that's not the point. The point is, I feel like they said that it wasn't going to be a fucking costly upgrade pack welcome I, welcome to the end of uh fucking capitalism dude like i don't know if it's the end of it i think we're just in the midst of it if, uh, if i'm paying welcome, ten dollars to welcome upgrade to, my welcome my, to my game like, I already own the end of good capitalism do you okay so this what i'm talking about is the 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 sony press conference where they had the announcement about it and they were like we're going to give a million bucks every month for the next 12 months until this game comes out on ps5 do you remember that huh yes okay they're like in-game gta online currency they yeah, like, yeah, yeah, give... yeah. And I'm, i feel like i i feel oh I, i'm like confident but i don't know that i'm right but i feel confident that they were like free upgrade when it comes out but that is apparently not happening so you have to pay 10 bucks for the GTA 5 upgrade, which I have already bought on Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, <laughs> and now I'm going to have to pay for it again on PS5. I've only played through this game one time, and I don't like the online mode that much. So why am I going to buy it again? All right, so here, so I just googled did rockstar say gta 5 would be free on ps5 uh-huh uh the very top thing that came up says while gta 5 on ps5 and xbox series x and s may not be a free upgrade rockstar will release the new gta online standalone edition for free on ps5 for the first three months after launch starting march 22 i don't give a fuck about that so you can get GTA Online for free, which is the, the only reason, game. which is, dude, nobody gives a fuck about actual Michael? GTA 5 anymore. You don't want to play as Michael? I would love to play as Michael. And actually, Trevor? Actually, I don't give a fuck. I mean, Trevor's cool. Trevor, like the only person that I relate to in that game Franklin? is Franklin. You don't like Franklin? <laughs> Trevor's it, dude. I, I just don't understand if you're going to do that. I, you know, I know why they're doing it because if they give away GT online for free, they're going to make, make money. so much more money on people like people buying are, people are shark cards stuff, and shit. Yeah. But you're not going to get anyone who gets the single player to actually pay anything else if you don't charge them. So I get it. Okay. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what they said. Maybe they said GTA online would be free if you already own the fucking I think game. he might be angry for uh, no reason right now. I just don't like when people say they're going to give me shit and they don't give me shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you say you're going to do it, just do it. I, I think they it. told you exactly what they're going to give you. I don't want GTA Online. <laughs> I want GTA 5. Fuck GTA Online. Dude, did they ever do any, like, story DLCs for that game? Yeah, they've done a lot of it. I don't get the a newest, sh- the new The newest story... Oh, you mean with the characters from the game? Yeah. No, but the characters from the online... All those characters, so they have story with Trevor, they have story with 
uh who's the ball the glasses oh, yeah the nerdy dude they, they have him that guy and the, the newest one is uh actually dr dre dlc oh yeah i remember hearing about that and that's like literally a story you do with dr dre which is pretty cool but the the, the online is so shitty like I can't just group with you and go hang out. If I could do that, I would play GTA Online so much. If I could fire team up like an Apex and let's just go to the city together and hang out, I would play. We've that tried game. that before. We have tried that and it did not fucking work. Uh, if I we could did do have some way, stupid ass fun though, it is stupid. But like, as soon as you get done with your like one stupid ass thing you're doing, it like kicks you out to the fucking menu again, and you got to try to find your bro all over again and come back into the game it's just like not the online infrastructure is awful it is the worst i have ever seen for a major game like i don't understand how if you're going to upgrade to ps5 and all this other stuff like fix the online like infrastructure i don't understand why it's so bad so one thing that i have heard about from that game that i'm kind of interested in is the casino and i know that was like a year or two ago that that came we've done the casino I didn't do the casino. Y'all did the casino. Yeah, we did the casino. I didn't do the casino. That Damn. seems like some shit that I would enjoy. It's it's 30 seconds. You're like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. No, I want to go. I want to go play some blackjack. Go play some fucking fucking Texas Hold'em. Like, that I sounds mean, you, fun. You can do that. You can go to the high rollers table, too, and get your ass. Fucking yeah, no, nah, I'm good on that. No, you can. You can. Do I mean, that I play. I, I used to play uh, Zynga. Zynga poker online and like i made i actually made some money and oh. then i and then i lost it all <laughs> I <love> yeah it. <laughs> and then i was like all right i'm A story good. in three acts i made some money i lost it all and now i'm back for more <laughs> the adam gogan story <laughs> god damn um, that ain't true <laughs> all right so the last thing I really want to talk about here, something that uh, I care a lot about because of how I grew up, how old I am. Video old. game. Yes, old. Video game preservation. Uh, the eShop is shutting down on the 3DS and the Wii U. Now, all right. One thing. I get it shutting down on the Wii U. Nobody. I have a Wii U. I haven't turned that thing on in like three fucking years. I get it. The 3DS, though. That shit is cranking. Is the Wii already shut down? I don't know. Because I, I feel like the Wii, the Wii and the 3DS need to be perpetual. More preserved. Like, yeah, exactly. Like your grandma owns a fucking Wii, you know? Like everyone's grandma owns a Wii. Like give people the ability to buy Wii sports whenever they want to. I don't understand why they would shut this down. I don't, I don't think the I, 3DS, honestly, I think, like it might not make a ton of money, but like, it's still very, I'm, every single, every single Christmas when they do a 3DS sell, I buy a new game. Every single one. I buy like the new Atlas, like uh Shin Megami Tensei or a new Zelda or something along those lines. I'm always like, what's the $8 game they have right now. And maybe that's not making them any money. And that's why they're shutting it down. Like they don't give a shit about my $8 that I've spent every Christmas, but like, but there are also games on that channel that you're never going to be able to get again. Like there are games that have only been released on 3ds that will never be available anywhere else ever again. But you and know, shutting down that site. You know, in the super cynical, but I think also realistic way, um, Nintendo sees 
how their product for retro stuff um, becomes more valuable because it's not made anymore. Like, like the Disney vaults shit. For example, Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo games. Like there are a lot of Super Nintendo games that you will pay hundreds of dollars to get. And it's the same with N64. It's the same with like OG Nintendo. Like, yeah, but they don't get any of that money because that they're not selling it directly. They don't care. I don't think. Like, I think that they care about keeping the Nintendo line um, legacy alive. They care about keeping the future of it moving forward, and also like having a nostalgic taste for what they've had in the past so like that nostalgic yeah. taste and rarity of the past keeps their future fuel. <laughs> hello uh, <laughs> uh for Luckily, the audio listeners adam just knocked over his microphone and two cans of beer <laughs> Did they spill onto your computer? Oh, luckily they're empty. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, that's not, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it, it's definitely like a, you know, I we, we want our games to be sought after. And exactly. if they're no longer available, they can't be bought anymore. So then when we release a collection 10 years down the line, this is the only way you can buy this because they're no longer for sale on any other thing. But like I love my 3DS. I fucking love my 3DS my is probably it's my second most played thing. Like, but after my Switch, like I love just laying in bed playing fucking 3DS games. And if it sucks that I can't, if there are games on there that I won't be able to buy, which just leads to people modding their 3DS and, and pirating shit. You know, uh, Dude, did you play Smash Brothers on 3DS? No, I don't. I don't hate myself that much. So good. It was so good. Before I got my switch, that was my smash in bed. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Smash in bed. That's what I mean. That you look forward to every night when you went to bed. You just smash in bed. Yeah. You gotta, uh, you know, somebody's gotta be there for you. I mean, Sonic Man. Why not Mario? Oh, it was Sonic. I thought it was. I thought you were a Mario guy. No, it was, it was either Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh huh. Tell us about or, your man. Um, who else? Marth. There? No, Ike. Who's Ike? Is Ike the other guy from Fire Emblem? Yeah. Oh, so not Marth, but Ike, the redhead. No, That's Ike is one. way stronger, dude. Is that the blue-haired guy or the red-headed guy? Blue. Oh, that seems about right course i don't know see i was i was always a samus person (laughs) dude sonic the hedgehog was my shit on 3ds uh now you're more of a a kirby put everything in your mouth kind of guy no it's it's pac-man pac-man all day so put everything still put everything in your mouth but just a different character no the 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 best attack with pac-man is uh like usually like when you're like up above somebody they do their like up attack and when uh, they try to do that i just slam a fucking fire hydrant on their head oh oh where'd you great. get that from pack land oh 
I don't understand Smash Brothers at all. I have not played since the 60s. Oh, I know, because so. you talked a bunch of shit to me about Smash Brothers, and then I came over there and beat the dog well, shit I used, out of you. I used to be really good on the N64 back in 98 when I was 15 years old, so... Uh, yeah. So you thought that that would continue to today? Get in a time machine, come back to 98... <laughs> Let's see who talks more shit after that. Dude, I'll be Donkey Kong and fuck you up. In the in the 64 version? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody fucking anybody up with Donkey Kong in that version. I was Link and Samus all day. I fucked everybody. Link, I, I do I I fuck with some Link on the N64 version. Link was really good on 64. Like yeah. That the ah, I can still do, <laughs> <laughs> still do that all the time. Uh, so hey, speaking of fighting games, what do you say we um, you down to cut this and uh, go play some Dragon Ball Z Fighters, where I will continue to fuck you up? Yeah, that's not gonna happen. But you can tune in if you want to on Twitch.tv/slash Gaming and Drinking. Uh, we will be streaming that right now, which none of y'all can hear that. But yeah, I have to edit this <laughs> podcast. It's not live. It's not a live <laughs> broadcast, but. Uh, uh it'll be on it'll be on our uh archive yeah you can if you want, if you want to watch me fuck travis up in some dragon ball z fighters if go on the gaming and drinking twitch get his ass kicked uh <laughs> with me as like sun 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 goku uh <laughs> super sss super sun seon goku uh then tune in because we'll be there yes otherwise until sure next we'll, time yeah we'll be back with some more elden ring uh, we're both going to be playing that for a while. Uh, I don't think there's not a lot of there. There are definitely a lot of games coming out in the horizon, but I don't know if uh, Horizon Horizon is also on the horizon. <laughs> um, there's some big games coming out. I don't know how many we're going to be getting into, but anything on Game Pass and stuff, look out for that. Uh, I know that I want to play the new Warhammer Three, Total War Warhammer Three. I've heard great things about that. I've been looking for a real-time strategy game. Haven't played one in years. This might be the one. I'm going to try it out. Tune in next week and see if I like it. I probably will bounce off of it very quickly. We'll see. Monster! And monsters in the background. All right. So, so yeah. Um, tune in next week where we will talk about uh, more Elden Ring. Hopefully, I'll be done with Ghost of Tsushima by then, a.k.a. Sekiro. Um. And yeah, I will, I will probably have another switch game at that point that I'm trying to get through. I've been looking, I've been looking through the switch library, mm-hmm. trying to find some good shit. Um, yeah. I want to find another switch game, but until then Kirby mouthful mode, God, that new Kirby game is going to be great. By the it way, does look, it does look really fucking good. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, cheers, Travis. Cheers. Uh, cheers to you. Cheers to the internet. Cheers to everybody. And uh, y'all have a good one. We will see you next time. Bye, everybody.